Welcome to another episode of the Minorities Report Podcast. My name is Antonio Alcazar. Yo, 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 this is Jason Techno. We're uh we're doing another movie. This um yeah, it's what we do here, bro. Yeah. We do movies. Let's get into this episode. What Hell did we yeah, uh, bro. what did we review? This we time? watched 2002's hit Gangs of New York. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. I think you were maybe even kind of surprised that uh, you had not seen one of the Martin movies that were kind of popular. Yeah, so uh, big thing here, I actually uh, owned this movie. That's Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I always had it at home. I can't remember if it was the two-disc DVD or if it was the two-tape VHS. Sure. But it was, it was I remember two. it was two yeah. things. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and I just never saw it, you know? We'll um, get to where it, uh, like, I even remember where, I used to watch this all the time yeah. on DVD. You remember where it cut? I remember where it cut <laughs> yeah, even to the like, other one. one. Yeah, and, and, like, I just never saw it. I don't know why. Right, yeah. Uh, but I just, I remember when you said, let's watch Kings of New York, I'm like, I will finally get a chance to watch this fucking movie. And Martin Scorsese, yeah. right? Has made nothing but movies I like. Yeah, like I've is never there seen, anything you've seen? Well, that you I've don't never like. seen Casino. Okay, but I have seen uh, Goodfellas, Shutter Island. I've never seen Shutter Island. Okay, I've seen Goodfellas, The, the Irishman, Yep, The Departed, Taxi Driver. Uh, no, I never saw Taxi Driver. Man, uh, Wolf of Wall Street. So like like all these movies, yeah. every movie that I've seen from him, I've liked. Yeah, and so going into this, I was just like, hell yeah. Uh, let's, Hell yeah, let's, exactly. let's fucking watch this movie here yeah. man it, this dude he loves gang movies bro it yes, doesn't matter if does. it's 2000 1970s yeah, or sure. the 1860s yeah. he's like if i'm making a movie yeah. it's gonna have a gang in it yeah. bro like it, when they call up martin scorsese and they're like hey can you do a movie this summer right he'll be like oh another gang movie you want all right cool yeah, yeah. man i'll make you a gang movie yeah. that's fine they're like hey um this doesn't have any uh italians in it that's okay. I can still make a gang movie out of this. Okay. That's t- totally fine with me. Do you me. think that you could make a movie not about gangs? Money gangs? I'll make money gangs. <laughs> money, yeah, money gang movie. Money gang <laughs> yeah. movie. Yep, absolutely. And you still had uh, the Punisher, who was kind of a fucking shady fucking dude. He was clear, you know, big time drug dealer and in all that shit. With the Punisher? Uh, John, oh yeah, for John sure. Yeah. And, yeah, no, and and that like. That movie was about a gang. Yeah. That was like yeah. being investigated by the police and all that. I mean, know, like, yeah, but like a uh, white it was, collar. It was money gang. Exactly. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It for was sure. big money. So we're going to jump right into the film right away. Um, movie starts off and we see Liam Neeson. This is just, I think this is the second movie he did after um, Star Wars. Oh, okay. Because he did Star Wars. That's right. This the, was the post Star Wars. The Hunting or Haunting, uh-huh. which is like a haunted house movie. Yeah. And then this, I'm pretty sure, was the next film he did right sure. after that. Because it was like 99. I mean, Liam Neeson, Neeson was in this for all of a second. I mean, he was the, the whole first p- portion of it. The, f- the whole first portion? Okay. So. He was in this for five minutes. Yeah. He um, he plays the Irish priest that's yeah. the leader of that of the, the Irish gang. Uh, John C. Riley. Of course, yeah. You see I was surprised too. Yeah, I yeah, was like, Wait, for sure. That looks like John C. Riley, yeah. and then I was like, "That is John C. Riley." It's just funny to me that like he was such a serious character. Of course, man. this was before he had ever done comedy, I guess. Because uh, as soon as he did one comedy movie, yeah. he was probably typecast for the rest of the yeah, time. for sure, man. <laughs> because he's fine in this type of role, but sure. like, yeah. he's much better in comedies yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So um, he leads the Irish gang. And they come out, and they're just kind of like all getting ready and whatnot, yeah. you know, get It's a little sharpened. disorienting, this scene. Yeah. Because it starts in a cave. Yes. And then they walk through some fucking cave. Yes. And then all of a sudden, they and open the door. And everyone's joining up and yeah. stuff like that. They get up to Jack uh, 
Jack Neeson. Yeah. Another guy that we've seen in plenty of shit. shit. The and monk. He's, he's, yeah, the, that's his nickname. McGinn yeah. is his actual name, but they call him Monk. And he's like a mercenary, basically. Yeah, yeah. He only fight for money. Sure. And so he's like, I'll give but you But he's a foreigner. He so is. He he's be Irish, fighting, too. He's yeah. Irish also. So, so he so wouldn't be fighting with the, with the, the natives. natives. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to the uh, absurdity of all that in a minute. Sure. But like, yeah. And, he, but then they walk through, and yeah. it's just like... Well, okay, so but because it's what it is is they they have a church because yeah. they're they're Catholics, yes, right? Yeah. And they have a church, and in the church they have tunnels that lead to like the hidden areas where like the people, the outlaws and stuff sure, like that, yeah. hang out in that church and whatnot. Yeah. And it's you know just a front basically is what it all is. And yes, they go out to do their whole gang shit and whatnot. This man. movie when okay, so no, keep going because there's a there's a point I want to make. Pretty you've early never, on here. you've never, so you've done Games Workshop stuff. You do you know anything about Mordheim? I I don't know anything about. You know Necromunda though, right? I do know Necromunda. So Mordheim is the fantasy version of Necromunda. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And say, I'm surprised that it's not carried right now. It's not carried. Necromunda it's going be, to be some love. Necromunda. Yes, and that's why people think eventually Mordheim's going to come back around. Yeah. But that's like what this is right here. It's sure. like gangs of dudes fighting in an old school like town or whatever yeah. you know, very with just nothing but uh, like hand weapons and sure. shit. Of that that's nature, pretty cool. So. I, I dig that. Uh yep. So we've got the natives versus the dead rabbits, right? Mm-hmm. That the Irish gang is the dead rabbits. The natives are British people and shit of that nature. Yeah. Five points in New York. When I saw like the neighborhood and like this, like set up these towns and whatnot, mm-hmm. I said to myself, thank God I didn't live in the 18 fucking hundreds, man. Yeah. The, nothing about this movie made me wish I lived in the 1860s. Well, I'll get to later on yeah. where I feel differently. Oh, really? But like right here. There was never a point in this movie where I was just like, damn, this must have been a vibe. <laughs> I. <laughs> It's funny because I felt the exact opposite, and I, I, I figured you'd be like, at a certain point, you'd be like, yeah, I could, I, I would have been down with this shit. Yeah, but okay, yeah, I can't we'll wait for you to point to, that out. We'll get to it, right? Yeah. So, um, they they get met by, uh, they get out to the square, and it's their gang of like twenty dudes. Yeah. And then we're introduced to dudes in top hats, yeah, for right? Sure. Bill the butcher, yeah. And Bill the butcher comes out, and he's got like hundred and twenty dudes, yeah. and he's like. This is all you can bring, you know. Sure. And it was it was funny. At that moment, I was just like, "Oh, I'm about to watch like a, slaughter. a slaughtering, <laughs> right?" And he's like, "Well, you told me to only bring warriors, so I only brought warriors." Yeah. And then a whole bunch of other Irish gangsters come sure, come okay. out for a split second. Yeah. I thought this was going to be like 300. Yeah. Where he was just like, well, you brought, you know, like a butcher and a fucking whatever. Yeah, And, yeah. and I brought, you know, soldiers. Warriors, right, yeah. And then they were going to, like, do a chant, and then yeah. they were going to fucking kick ass, but no, yeah, that, that yeah. did not no, happen. No, that did not happen. And how great is it? You know, because we're way past this time period, but, yeah. like, <laughs> this is boiling down to, in large part, you're Catholics and we're Protestants. Yeah. And that, and we're fighting because of that. Yeah, mostly. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but even, uh, Bill the Butcher says that. Yes. Later on. He's just like, honestly, the, the only, only thing, thing that, that separated yeah. us was our faith. He had so yeah. much like respect for him. He was just like, dude, that's the, like, that's like the best dude I've ever known. <laughs> you it's know, like, so I, funny I really to me, guy. bro. <laughs> I like, have a picture of him and I celebrate right, that shit. We'll every get day. into all that shit. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so funny to me that like, religion, man, and like how it's been killing motherfuckers so, no, but forever. It's, it's not just religion. It's, Whatever arbitrary shit. Yeah, you know, that's like true. it's that's always true. been some arbitrary shit. Religion is cool yeah. because it's like ideologies. It's an you easy know, thing to it, type. Yeah, it burns right into you. But also just your skin color or yep. where you came from yep. or whatever the fuck. You know, like like look at look at sports teams. You yeah. know, that's like us letting that I've actually out heard without. Somebody- 
having yeah. to actually let it out. I've actually was listening to somebody talk about sports teams and whatnot, and the reason, one of the reasons why people drill home sports so early in life and whatnot is because it creates your first version of tribalism. Yeah, basically, yeah. and like dislike tribalism for so good. Literally, man. no reason. Yeah. Like we hate Chicago when you, Bears. When you fans. shit on somebody yeah. because they're a fucking blue thing, and yeah. and I'm a fucking green thing, yeah. dude. It, Bro. You just, you like you're literally shitting on them for something you've never had any part of. I have you've just been watching this shit in your house, and I, you are shitting on another human being about it. I have a friend who lives in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah. Okay, which is pretty close to Green Bay, Wisconsin. Sure, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. loves the Packers yeah. and hates all Bears fans. Right, and okay. uh, and for a long time, I was a huge Packer fan who hated Bears fans. Yeah. And then I realized I literally live closer to Soldier Field than I do Lambeau Field. Yeah, it's an hour and like twenty minute drive to Soldier Field. Sure. Two hours to fucking Lambeau Field. So yeah. it's closer to go to Chicago Field. Yeah, but you, you live on one side of an imaginary yeah. line, bro. So yes. fuck those people. I know. <laughs> so funny. And then and then we get into, like, it's the natives versus the foreign horde. Like, the Irish horde, you know. And it's the, that's another reason why we did this for. This is a St. Patrick's Day movie. Because the Irish are, like, you know, one of the main focuses of yeah, this Yeah, very St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Because that has anything to do with the Irish. I mean, what? I mean, insofar as there's more to being Irish than just St. Patrick's Day. Uh, I mean, not when we're doing movies. So um, it's so hilarious to me that these dudes are so... But it's like we just talked about. They're so proud that they're natives to this land because they were born in this land. Yeah. They've been here for maybe 50 years more than these other guys that just got here. I mean, yeah, because it's, it's 1860. It's 1840 at this point. It's 1840. Oh, yeah, because it was 15 years. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. And then 16 years and later, this we deal. country yes. is like 40, 50 years old at this point. It's, well, I mean, not really. Because right, we've it's been like 79. Here. And no, so, no, no. Because so we became a country in the 70, 1770s. In 79, yeah. Right. But sure. we were like colonies of like established okay, americans yeah. like for like 150 years yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so but sure. but like specifically bill and whatnot his dad was like his dad fought in the revolutionary war sure. and he's like this is, i'm i'm a native now yeah. and i'm it's just again it's just funny to me. It, although it, crazy whenever i i watch movies that take place in times like this yeah i'm always like Fuck, that was so recent. Like, like it was like the Revolutionary War. Yeah, and then like that kid's son was Civil War times. Yeah, and then like two generations later was like my parents' age. You know, yeah. like it's like very close. Yeah, feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and when you read about it, it's just like this ancient shit. But then it hasn't really been. Yeah, that much no, time, like, dude, you know? my dad's grandfather fought in the Civil War. Yeah, that's that's wild to me, yeah. you know. And like, yeah, your your dad's a little older, yeah. And so his grandfather would have been older, yeah. But still, that's his. Like, he knew people, right? That fought in the Civil fucking War, yeah. yeah you know, like yeah, that's fucking wild. To yeah, me. Uh, no doubt. Well, because I mean, my dad was born in like 1930, so I mean, yeah, exactly. Sure, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and, um, but yeah, it's 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 it is crazy when you think about it. Sometimes, like. Because it feels so far off from these things and whatnot. But it's, and that's what, like, you try to drive home to people who just don't get race relations in this country. And you're like, and I try to point out to them, I'm like, you know, the Tulsa riots you heard about, like, my grandma was around for that, dude. Like, you know, like, like there are, like, the, uh, okay, so this one always blow, like, blows my fucking mind. Yeah. And Frank, Betty White, and Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, we're all like the same age. Yeah, yeah. 
like yeah. like uh, like Betty White is still alive, yeah. and Frank and Martin Luther King Jr. had they could, not been killed, yeah, probably still around, right? Know. You know, like they, this isn't like not that old. The first uh, African American woman to be integrated into a white school yeah. is like sixty five right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> fuck, what is her name? I can't even remember her name. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely. But she's like, Emmett Till not wasn't even that, that long ago, bro. Like yeah. Emmett Till, that whole situation yeah. wasn't that long ago. None of this shit was that long ago, yeah. and. That's why, like, people just don't understand why, like, why can't you just get over it? Because it just happened, like, a hundred years ago. Because we haven't fixed it yet. (laughs) And, I I mean, and it's like, people, like, this is the, the, a stark difference with, like, people who are, like, from Europe or people who are from, like, China or something of that nature. Because America is so young and it's such a powerful nation, but such a young nation compared to, like, China, who, you know, or, or, uh, countries in the Middle East that, you know, have like truly ancient 2008 yeah, sure. you know bc and shit yeah. like that you know and we're like talking about shit that happened in like you know 1860s like 250 years yeah an average lifespan is 80 years yes that's three lifespans yeah you know like that's not a long time no i agree it's, it's I, don't, I don't know like what but like one of the things that i did like that this movie was like illustrating i guess when scorsese is kind of like maybe points was Hey, you know how like we fight about arbitrary shit? Mm-hmm. We've always been fighting. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, well, that's, we'll that's get, what this shit is about. We'll get into a lot of that <laughs> yeah, in a yeah. little bit here. Okay, yeah. so um, they have the they have the fight. The fight breaks out, and of course, Bill uh, overcomes uh, the priest and yeah. kills the priest. Yeah. Um, I, you know, you, later he talks about like it was the finest beating he ever took, but it didn't really no, seem like that he, was a beating that happened before. Oh, we'll get we'll get oh, to that okay, point. Yeah. Right, this. Um, that happened well before the this 1840s fight here or whatnot, because that's how he lost his eye, and he's already got an eye gone in that 1840s sure, fight. Yeah. So um, the one complaint I would have about this movie right off the bat is, and this isn't Scorsese's thing, so I get it, the fighting wasn't that great to me. Like, this whole fight scene, it was we've seen much better fight scenes from the so, early 2000s. Okay. So this is actually one of the things that I wanted to bring up. This had a very pre-9-11 Sure, sure. Yeah, it because it did. It was made in right, yeah. two thousand. Yeah, if I yeah. Remember and and, yeah, and it got uh, delayed to two thousand and two because I, I of nine eleven. I ended up reading that afterwards yeah, because yeah. I was just like, how much this shit is real, you know? So mm-hmm. I, I looked some some stuff up, but it had this like trying to be realistic feel. Yeah. But also, like, with crazy music yeah. and shit, and, and now, weird like yeah, cut, angles yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Now, when we want to do serious, yeah. We do fucking serious. Yes. You know, yeah. like, I think Scorsese these days making mm-hmm. this movie, it would have been very different. Yeah. Uh, it would have been, it would have been, it would have looked like it hurt. Like, yes. it, it would have looked, like, that was the one complaint I had about this yeah. thing. Is it like, the action it was had just a, like. It had a very silly feel to yeah, it, when, yeah. it when they were fighting. Right. Uh, and I'm used to serious yeah. t- uh, period pieces. For sure. Feeling like, think of The Witch, you know, yeah. how real yeah. that shit feels like you're there. Or The Revenant. Yes. Where you're just like. You might as well be watching this right. actually happen. Yes. And in this one, it had, like, it wanted to be that realistic, but it was pre-9-11, bro, so you just didn't know how yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're right, man. So he kind of yells his, like, war cry that he defeated, and that's kind of the end of the battle at sure. that point because he's defeated their leader, so he's won this this battle, yeah. and now his gang gets to control the five points yeah. at this, and he outlaws the dead rabbits um, from being able to be used as a gang anymore in that area. And he 
they asked what he wants to do with the kid and whatnot, and they were like, give him to the law, and he can uh, get a good schooling at this, yeah. at whatnot. And then he was the going to take care of him. He was going to yeah. be real chill with him. Leo's like, I'm not having any of that shit, and he yeah. tries to run off, basically. And the monk goes in and grabs what he was due from the uh, priest, um, because he was due 10 per notch or whatever. So... Was um, it ten per notch? Yeah, it was ten I thought per it was notch. Just ten. No, it was ten per new notch. In fact, they even make sure he says that. So, Damn, Leo dude, eventually dude was gets gonna get rich. Yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, he did all right for himself. Yeah, uh, Leo gets away, but then he gets caught up in the caves. Then, and that's kind of the end of the intro to the film. You know, for as arbitrary as their bullshit is, they definitely had this like weird sense of honor that you gotta kind of I don't know about admire, or respect, or anything like that. But it's so interesting to think about. The um the actual taking of life over arbitrary reasons, mm-hmm. but also with rules, you know, like you yeah. know they they all have this like weird sense of like honor bound morality yeah. or something like yeah. that, where they're just like, well, we'll take care of the kid, and yeah, yeah. go ahead and grab the money, and yeah. you know, from this point forward, we'll just subjugate you, and it'll be chill, yeah, and like we'll talk to each other, you know, and yeah. maybe no, there's some I mean, animosity. Some, but some of the guys become members yeah. of the natives I mean, and whatnot. Yeah. So yeah, it's. This is all romanticized. Let's put, let's okay, point that out. But I don't because think I think it is complete. So I've listened to that kind of happens now. Okay, I want to point out it does not happen now. Oh, and um, I because because I used to think this all the time too. Because uh-huh. I used to watch mob movies and stuff like that. And and the the mob always had this rule: you don't kill women and children. And oh, you don't I see. Kill- uh, never mind. I I I was. Still thinking about the subjugation part. You're talking about the rules. Yes. Yeah. 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 No, that's romanticized. Right. It's all romantic. Because <laughs> yes, like sure. I remember watching that about the mob yeah. and like how they only killed other mobsters and stuff like that. Sure. And I remember like people that were not involved in the mob but were around the mob and whatnot. Yeah. And they were like, "That's all bullshit." Yeah. They shot whoever the fuck they wanted to. However, they they sold drugs to kids. They did whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, those to senses make money. of like, like like every movie where you see like this like internal code and shit yeah no man those were people they just did whatever the fuck they could get away with right and at some point they might have done something that wasn't terrible but that's like a you know you watch like a series like we've got this weird sensation with like serial killers and shit like that in this country and like immortalizing these guys and whatnot and you find out that like because like one of them didn't like kill a person because it was like i don't know it boggles my mind sometimes like how we've we've turned these things it, we do it with war we do it with everything, everything. that we want to yeah, you know sure. well yeah i mean also with war yeah more more specifically with war right like these crime movies and stuff they're just like oh they had a sense of you know yeah. like, honor or whatever yeah. but even with war films we're Bro. just like yeah we went to go like help those people <laughs> like that is not the case well i mean you have to believe it's the case yeah. in that situation you really do, yeah. and like i remember and 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 for the soldiers it might have been the case yes but like Generally speaking, especially war movies where there's a good guy and the bad guy, get fucked. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah. not how things work. Right, right. And like, I remember being in when we were doing training, we were doing like hand to hand combatives training and whatnot. Yeah. And they were like, all right, we're going to teach you how to do this and this and this. And then they're like, and in real life, uh, if this ever does happen, you claw out eyes, you fucking punch in the nuts, you yeah. do whatever the fuck you're sure. going to do, because nobody's going to hand you a ward afterwards. Yeah, like, yeah. you fought fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, he died. Wins. He, right, exactly. he died, but at least he didn't fucking punch that guy in the right, balls. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm going home. Sorry. <laughs> right, right. You're the victors write the fucking history book. Yeah, so yeah. doesn't fucking matter. So we kind of fade away from that scene and we roll into uh 16 years later and we see Leo graduating from his reform school 
as soon as he gets out, tosses that fucking Bible right into the fucking lake and heads down to the five points again. You can noticeably see, because this is just a Scorsese thing, you noticeably see how where Bill kind of was to where Bill is right now as in the 16 years because they they kind of show him at the the parade or whatever and he's got like this five guys with him and they are clearly in better digits than they were uh 16 years ago some nice suits and shit and nice top, no, much nicer top hats and whatnot so um yeah they seemed really ragtag right in the in first the scene yep uh, and now they're and, like controlling shit. Yeah, they yeah. definitely seem seem like they are like the dudes on top. Yes, and they're having a celebration for the Emancipation Proclamation, and it's kind of fun because it's like it's in New York, so you kind of this was the first time in my life that I realized that white people in the North didn't give a fuck about black people either. Well, so this is the first time I, I knew realized. I knew that there was uh, something that I had read years ago. Sure. Uh, that was talking about how, like, racism was more institutionalized, yeah. m- more institutionalized, because it wasn't not institutionalized sure. here, but it was more institutionalized in the South, because obviously they had slavery, and yeah. we didn't have that anymore, or the North didn't have that anymore. But the North was way dangerous and racist. For yes, black yes. People, man. Like, it was, because uh, it was, in like... In some ways worse yeah, than the in South. in some ways worse, yeah. Because, so, like, in the South... While you had people that held off on releasing their slaves and shit like that, people had grown up and been around black people most of their lives. So after things broke up, you obviously you had things, problems with the Klan and stuff like that. Yeah, and the South was also very dangerous for black people. Of course, everywhere but, was dangerous yeah, for black people. For sure. But, like, you, I've always kind of, like, the real behind the scenes or if you get the real story because remember also we're going to get northern stories because sure, the north were victorious or whatever yeah, yeah. but what i've heard from the south and this could be fucking romanticized just of like course. everything else yeah. is that like you definitely had problems you definitely had segregation but it was mostly like if you stayed the fuck over there we stayed the fuck over here and that's you're like, not gonna have yeah, problems sure, right yeah. exactly where the North were like, we'll cause problems in your neighborhoods and shit like mm, that. Like yeah. that was in, you obviously I mean, had and really just, look at, look at like you could need, you need no more proof than how segregated we are right now. Yeah. Like course. literally this day to this day, 2021, right. right? there's still so much like racial division. Yeah. And it's just like, dude, of course in the fucking 1860s, it doesn't matter where you were in the yeah. country, dude. Like, yeah. people were going to dislike black people. Yeah, yeah. You had to go to places where, you know, where they would accept you, which wasn't everywhere. So yeah. that's for sure. So, um... <laughs> there's a funny scene where the fucking one dude's like, they trying to say we're no different than niggers. Well, you ain't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Bill's so funny to me. I mean, he's clearly the villain of this movie, and, but he's but got like such he's, great lines. He's got a very, he's a, a very charismatic racist. Of course. Of course. You know? Yeah. And like, they exist. Yes. You know, yeah. like there are people who, it's not like, the, that's one of the also things that movies do. They make villains like obviously uh, detestable. Yeah. Where like in reality, you can be a very, very charismatic person. Yes. Like genuinely charismatic. Yeah. Uh, like where you're just like, that dude seems like a really cool dude. Yeah. And you're the most racist piece of shit. You right. Know? Like because right. one doesn't stop the other from no, happening. absolutely. You know? And in fact, if you are the gang, a leader of gangs and stuff like that, you probably are a charismatic person in the first place. And then it's just that you are racist as well. Yeah. Like, like I mean, a, he, he's, he seemed loved or at the very least admired right. and respected, yeah. but also he thinks the Irish are subhuman, yes, you know, yeah, like yeah. lesser. Well, than. I mean, is it really any different than like 
Well, through 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 the help of Goebbels, obviously, but Adolf Hitler, right? No, it's the same shit. Like, I mean, it right? Is the same exactly. Shit. Like he was. Uh, I, I don't mean to say it in this way, but Hitler was turned into a very charismatic person by Goebbels, and people were attracted to that cult. Charlie Manson, all these other people. Anytime you know? you have somebody going, "Hey, you're my little special boy." Yeah. Fuck them though, right? Yeah. The little special boys are going to be like, "Yeah, fuck them." Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut over to like the Irish guys coming off the boat and whatnot. And they happen to be getting into town the same time as Leo's getting back into town, and he was kind of treated like a guy off the boat, even though he was just a couple miles up north at the reform. School I mean, but he was an Irishman. He was, know? but he. Was I think if I remember correctly, he was born in America though because his dad. No, no, no. He was no, born right. in Ireland. He was born in Ireland. Left when he was a little child. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You're right. Absolutely. But so. yeah, they were like chucking rocks and shit. Yeah, at those people yeah, coming off the yeah. boat. Poor lady got belted right in the face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and this just reminded me, like this movie. I gotta be honest. Like, okay, before I saw this movie, I was very under a certain illusion of America and whatnot. I gotta admit. And before this, you saw this movie, yes. Okay. And this movie not only. Did I realize that the North hated black people as well? Also, like, immigrants have always been hated. It doesn't matter what kind of immigrant you are. At some point, you were fucking hated. I mean, it's really, uh, like... Coming from an immigrant, you know, because yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm an immigrant, okay. you know, like I was what? born, I was born in a different country. Oh. It's always been super apparent to me, just the difference in perspective, the, the difference yeah. in like where you're fine being. Yeah. You know, like I have felt uncomfortable in places. Yeah. There was a bar down the street from my house that, yeah, I, that I, I do yeah. not go into. Why would I ever go yeah. into there? But my brother, who is very white passing, like yeah. this kid, I mean, he might as well be a white kid. Uh, also born in Mexico, the yeah. same parents, right? Uh, but, you know, very white passing. He was there with his uh, girlfriend, who yeah. is from Texas. She's this white girl from Texas. And they were just like, oh, we're just down the street. Uh, if you want to come, you know, like over here and then we'll head out from here. Sure. And I walk in and I I shit you not. I felt like I, I was like, I'm in danger. You mm-hmm. know, like it, that's how it felt. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you're if you're not like them. Yeah. You're not wanted in certain situations. And it's. Yeah. And you never feel that. Yeah. Until you've felt that. Yeah. And if you've never felt that, you think that's probably not even real anymore. Sure. But, like, no, I promise dude, you, <laughs> sometimes bro, you're not wanted. I got in an argument with someone last year, this fucking idiot writer, uh, Larry Corellia, or some bullshit like that, right? He's really popular with, like, prior servicemen and stuff like that because he writes, like, fantasy books, but they deal a lot with guns and shit like that. And so he, he's re- this really fucking weird dude, really into firearms and shit. Really a fucking class clown type of fucking dude. And we got into it. Talking about, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but like something to do with BLM and stuff like that and like uh, racism and stuff. And I made a comment like about a small town where there's these these BLM people have, were trying to spread their information and whatnot. And they kind of went to the small town in like Utah or some shit like that. And then like a, they were met with like all kinds of people like holding guns and stuff like that. And I was like, of course they're going to fucking be met with people holding guns there because they're not welcome there. I mean, and, and I'm sure that in that small town, they don't want to fucking hear that BLM shit because they've been brainwashed not to believe in any of that shit. And he was like, you're a racist piece of shit to think that a small town would have problems and stuff like that. I'm like, you say that because you're a middle-aged white fucking dude who has never fucking dealt with being in a place that was hostile towards African Americans or hostile towards Hispanics or hostile towards if, if you're if you're a part of the in group yes. and you've never felt out like outside of that in group, yeah. never felt in danger 
on site. Right. Then what do you like? What's your reference point for talking yeah. about what you're saying? Dude? Exactly. Like, I have just on site yes. felt indie. Dude, because I've, I've had to go, I've been in a lot of places up north Wisconsin and whatnot because oh, of my yeah, parents' yeah. cabin and all that type of shit. And I've gone into restaurants and stuff like that where I am by far the only black person in that fucking place and whatnot. And you absolutely get people that like double take at you and whatnot. And the, even like, okay, you want to be like, well, that's not racist, isn't it? It's uncomfortable. How often have you walked into a place and had someone do a triple take at you or some shit as a middle-aged white guy? You know, like, it doesn't happen, bro. So, like... And it must be nice. Like, I'm not even saying that that, like, like, shut up, you know? Like, I'm not even saying that. It must be, like, that's kind of what... It would be cool if I... If that's how it always was. Like, if there was just never a moment... It would be really cool if the Cree, right, that, that these people talk about were, like, you know, I don't care about the population at large. I care about you specifically. You're yeah. The one that's, yep. Okay. If that were the case, if shit. that were really the case, this would be a really fine place to live, yeah. you know, because unless you were a piece of shit, you'd just be left alone. Right. But that's not the case. No, and no. I'm not saying that racism is like crazy no. everywhere either, because most of my Bro. life I felt comfortable. Yeah. But I know it exists. Bro. <laughs> Here's the thing I think people like this fucking idiot Larry was was like he like I think he thought I meant if I went to that town I'd get hung or some yeah, shit like that right sure, yeah. which is not what we're fucking yeah. trying to say with these small towns I've that are like never been killed <laughs> I've never know? been hung yeah. in a fucking small town. I walked into that bar and guess what they left me alone right you know like it's not like they met me in the fucking parking lot yeah. and what my ass yeah. I just knew that they that I wasn't welcome right that right. feeling yeah. is real yes and in the wrong situation it could probably be elevated you know. Right. It, just like it's not elevated almost always, yeah. there is a possibility for it to go further based solely on what I look like. Yeah. And I, I don't even really necessarily look super foreign, I don't think. Right. Yeah. But like even just with like the differences that were obvious, yeah. it was not the place for me to be in. Yeah, yeah. So Bill uh, heads over to Tammany Hall, and you really start to flight. You really get to the feeling of how powerful Bill actually is at this point because he's going to have a conversation with a politician. And um, a little thing that I love. Oh, and the politician was really like kind of tiptoeing around the tulips with him. Yeah, yeah, of course, because he needs him. He needs yeah. him for the poor, these people that are poor. He needs the vo- their he needs votes, the votes, basically. Yeah, and, sure, and, yeah. and Bill is kind of like his in, in downtown enforcer sort of dude. You it's know? so and, funny how relevant this movie was. There's dude, so many stuff, so I know. many things that they were talking about in this movie where it was just like, this movie could have been made today. Yes. And people would have been like a little on the nose, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it was made fucking 20 years ago, and they were talking about this same shit. There's a funny thing right here that, like, I noticed when Bill's, like, sitting there, and he's got his hands crossed, and he has, like, dirt in his fingernails. Like, in the, is, And I love little things like that, because it lets us know that this is a dude who gets into the shit. Like, he's not, like, while he dresses real nice and everything like that, he's clearly a dude who is still in the shit, yeah. not, like, afraid to be get his hands literally dirty. That's yeah. kind of what that's kind of um, expressing, because we know... He, it's made by Scorsese. Sure, this isn't yeah. some mistake or some shit. No. And it's not only made by Scorsese. I mean, everything down to the teeth, you know? Yeah. Like everything. Daniel Day-Lewis on top of that, right? You know, so it's not just that it's Scorsese. So I loved his performance, too. Oh, my God. Like, he, yes. like he really was that character. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, so, I mean, like, sure. that's yeah. how he is in every fucking thing that yeah. he's ever done. So It's just like is, it was such a unique character. This yeah. wasn't a person. This yeah. was... 
Bill the Butcher. I mean, this is probably one of his most iconic roles. You know, like when I try to when like this is the first role I think of when I think of Daniel Day Lewis. Even though he won for like Lincoln and other movies as well and whatnot, but he we'll get into all like well no I mean even now like I'll say like he he was up for Academy Award for this he didn't win because fuck Tom. Was Tom that- Hanks won for Forrest Gump, I think, if I remember no, correctly. That is absolutely not true. <laughs> I know, I know, right? It's yeah. it's absolutely asinine. No, no, but- no. That's not true, though. No, no, because Forrest Gump came out in like '96. No, right? dude. Yeah, and this You're movie right. came out in like what the fuck? It was definitely Tom Hanks, but yeah. I can't remember what movie. Castaway, maybe. Maybe it was Castaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're Castaway right. was around that. Time. You're right, but um, Forrest Gump is old. He, like, he, I was. So you know how I know that this wasn't the case because in 2002, I was like 12 years old, but Forrest Gump. Haley Joel Osment is the is the son at the end of Forrest Gump, and he was born like six days after me. Like we're the same age, so he's like four in that movie. Yeah. That's how old that was. Oh, okay, when that that's funny. He um he definitely won awards for this, just not the Oscar, but he won like a British award for this, uh, Screen Actors Guild award for this. I mean, it was up for like everything. So very fucking iconic role. One of my favorite villains in in a film. So, um. Leo heads back to his home turf, uh, takes a look at the five points, and he goes and gets his pop's old knife from its hiding place. They kind of this is kind of going back and forth between the two characters. So we're seeing what's going on with Bill, and we're seeing what's going on with Leo at the same time. And Tweed makes some comment about how the uh, and this you're right, it was just so on the nose with everything because he's like the. Um, the appearance of the law must be upheld at all times, especially when it's being broken, right? Like, yeah, that's pretty much our America right now. Um, a couple guys show up and they try to jack Leo. Uh, it doesn't go so well. And he, they realize right there what who he is. The Irish guy realizes who he is right yeah, away. Well, he goes down there to the to the church to pick yeah. up something that he had left there. Or yeah. Like no, that. he goes down there to get his knife. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, yeah. The knife that he had from his dad. So. It's the knife that Bill left on his dad's chest. So um, he goes to grab that for for himself. And they go back outside. And I had to say to myself. He lost to Adrian Brody. Oh, Adrian Brody. uh, Pianist. pianist. Right. Yes, you're right. You're right. My bad. My bad. So, yeah, I even looked that up. So what a fucking joke, bro. Dude, Adrian Brody, like, played the shit out of that that movie. I don't care. That movie was good as fuck. The Pianist was great. Get fucked. Dude, have you seen that movie? Of course not, bro. I was too busy watching Bill the Butcher. Wait, have you not really seen that movie? No. <sighs> All right, so. Yeah, you're missing out, bro. Okay. That's a fucking great movie. So they go out into town, and they're kind of like walking about the town. And, and I thought to myself, didn't anyone work a job in the 1860s? They're just like, everybody's out everyone's doing meandering. stuff. Right. Everybody's <laughs> they don't even look like they're thing. doing a thing. Right, exactly. Just kind of walking around the town and whatnot. And Leo starts to get caught up on the gangs. Uh, and wants to get kind of brought into the know of who's running what and whatnot. And he brings up the dead rabbits. And the his friend Johnny's like, you don't even say that name here, dude. That's that's not, uh, persona non grata, as they would say. Cameron Diaz runs into them. Uh, Jen uh, steals Johnny's watch, of course, and we're just getting like a whole bunch of what's going on in, in the 1800s or 1860s in downtown New York. Um, and I just said to myself, in the next scene, this is what a libertarian fire department is right here. <laughs> like, oh my God, dude, the fire department scene was ridiculous. It's awesome. So this house is just blazing on fire. They send in the first uh, fire department. It's like the Metropolitan Fire Department shows up, and the guy, uh, Tweed, is leading that crew. And then the city fire department shows up, and they're both standing there like, 
well, who the fuck's going to fight this fire? Instead of fighting the fire, they fight each other. They start getting into a While rumble. While the whole town is looting that building. Right. And then people are just running into the building, stealing all their shit. Um, as they're stealing shit and going through there. Go ahead. I was going to say, can I ask you something? You can ask you me something. Think, you think this is how it really was? Uh, I'm willing to bet... It was something along these lines. Maybe not exactly these lines, yeah. but like the fire department stuff and all that, absolutely. Because yeah, and that's what I'm talking about specifically. Yes. This scene where the two fire departments come yeah. in and they just like start fighting each other. Start fighting not, each other and people are just running into I'd be fucking, willing to bet this. You think one. it was like that like lawless pretty much, you know? I, I seen that's what it seems like. Lawless lawlessness. Fuck, yeah. I'd be willing to bet it's somewhat along those lines. Because like think about like Think about the lawlessness even now, like in our inner cities and stuff like that, yeah, right? Yeah. Where like cops just don't even go to certain places and stuff yeah. like that. And they're run by crip gangs or blood gangs, stuff like that. You know, like I hate to say it, but I think that's like even now some of that happens. So like then why not? Because the cops are mostly caring about the uptown areas yeah, and shit like people, that. Where yeah. the rich people are down here, you're kind of run by Bill the Butcher and shit, man. And it is what it is, bro. And Yo, that shit was probably actually happening. I there's, how fucking terrible! I mean, would it think have been about how like time, bro. think about how like the Italian mob really like came up in America. It came up mostly because Italian immigrants were getting no protection from anybody else. Yeah, so yeah. the mob was kind of like, "All right, pay us, and we'll protect you from people trying to fucking jack you and whatnot." And yeah. So, I mean, I you know, were people running into houses stealing shit from? I bet I, you they were. I, 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 I wouldn't doubt it. I man. would bet yeah. you they were. I, I mean, you're poor as fuck. I I, I read about how. Right now, we we obviously have a, a decent amount of poor people. In New York, in like the 1840s to like the 1870s, it was out of control m- amounts of poor people down there. Just like people living in squalor, living in with gangs and stuff like that and doing this shit. There were over 200 street gangs in like from 1840 to 1860 that were like doing these things that we see here and whatnot. So is this stuff... Played up a little bit, yeah, I'm sure, because it's Scorsese, right? So he's going to play it up a little bit. But I mean, I, I'm I'm willing to bet things like this were going on, and uh, so Leo and Johnny go in, and yeah, they're trying to steal shit, uh, and the things aren't going so well for Tweed's gang, and then Bill the Butcher shows up with his crew, and he backs Tweed, so then that's kind of where the fight like uh, gets taken care of. Um, while they are in the uh, house, Johnny gets trapped, and Leo kind of has to save his life. They're coming out. Bill's just sitting there chilling, and he kind of takes notice of of who's with Johnny, basically. You know, because he kind of saved him. Yeah, he saved his life. Yeah. He dragged him out of the fire and whatnot. So, and uh, Bill kind of takes notice of who's with Johnny. The then we set back to Tweed. Now the firemen are done with uh, fighting the other fire department, so they're free to go ahead and spray down the water. Now, did you notice though? Of course, that the fire hydrant. What had they put a barrel over the fire yeah, hydrant? Yeah. Did you notice the guy who did that? Yeah, though? yeah. Tweed sidekick. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So of course, you know. And so now they're ready to fight the fire. And Bill's like, "Fuck it! What the fuck? What's the point in you know putting out this fire?" And Tweed's like, "You're right, boys. Go loot that house right next to her, or not." And then they go to loot that. Cause fucking they, house. Yeah, because they're not going to go out for nothing. Right. Exactly. They they're there. They're a libertarian fire department. This is this is what you would get if libertarians were in charge of our greater society and whatnot. So that's why we always make fun of them, right? So. And I just laughed because I'm like, fucking criminals <laughs> and fucking criminals. Uh, so we jump over to Leo and Johnny. They go back to the gang hideout. 
and they run into Tommy from Snatch. He's, you know, the leader of their little small gang and whatnot. Uh, he joins their little thief gang, and he, he kind of gives them the rules. It's so and funny whatnot. that he was in this one immediately after we just right after Snatch. we just watched Snatch two yeah. weeks ago. Uh, John C. Riley shows up. He's Happy Jack. He became a police officer after being a gang member. All a real uh, like bootlicker of a fucking He's, police yeah. officer too. Well, bootlicker. Well, like I mean, like Storm. Or what is it like, uh, Goose Stepper? I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. He was a uh, what do they call them? Cr- crack crankers or something like that. They had a name for him sure, or whatnot. Yeah. And um, but a real like just a piece of shit. Yeah, no piece of game. shit. Yeah. yeah, we'll absolutely say that because uh, he yeah he has to get his cut of the of the thief. Uh, you know, so they he takes a bunch of shit and he takes off and you get a scene of Leo remembering because Leo there's kind of a lot of scenes of Leo remembering certain people and whatnot. Leo also has he talks about how all the connections he has and whatnot because he made friends with a lot of people while he was in the clink and there were a lot of like uh, minorities and shit like that like he's friends with the Chinese and he had some friends with blacks and stuff like that and he kind of talks about that when he was in the reform school and whatnot so um, and he starts to plan on how he's actually going to kill Bill. He talks to Johnny about how, like, um, he asks about the celebration they have yearly because they have a celebration of how they beat the dead rabbits every year on the time when they beat him. But he, it's cool because, like, he misunderstands, like, the whole movie, he's kind of misunderstanding why he, Bill he, yeah. celebrates this. He's misunderstanding that relationship that they have. Exactly, of course. As And we'll start to learn more about that as the movie moves on because right now it looks like it's just bill showing up that he beat his father and whatnot and he's like he's pissed about that clearly so they have to head over to pay tribute to bill of course and for the take that they had the other day and bill wants to know who this guy is that saved johnny's life and whatnot and he says what's your name and he says uh and leo tells him his name is amsterdam and he's like, amsterdam i'm new york if you ever come in here again, you bring something from me. You got to ha- pay to have uh, uh, time with time him. with me. Yeah. At this point, when he's there, Leo uh, notices another guy. He notices the Irish guy that uh, Bill was making fun of earlier. And that was another dude who used to be in his dad's gang. And he obviously flipped. Bill gives Johnny a job. He wants him to go down a port and jack a boat that's in there. And there's uh, uh, there's other gang members there that would pay Bill tribute, but he wants to have Johnny do it because Johnny would pay him more. I mean, basically, is that what it boils down to? Is he'll have a bigger take from from this. They head out to the boat. And they get there, and guy tries to get him. They kill that dude, but they find out everybody on the boat's already dead, and the shit is already jacked. So Amsterdam thinks qu- quickly, and he grabs a dead body, throws it into the boat, and they take it to uh, like a mortician kind of guy who, like a science dude, who will pay for dead bodies. And they're like, "It's a fresh, brand new, fresh body." So let's go ahead and do. It. Uh, do this so they drop off the body then they go to pay bill and they kind of explain what happened on the job they're like hey somebody was already there this and that blah 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 and but they still give him tribute because they give him part of what they got from the body and the irish guy is not really happy with this shit he's like you you fuckers you uh you can't do that to a dead body or whatever created a human yeah human corpse and bill's kind of like dude they would have left with fucking nothing like at least they were smart enough to you know take care of the body or whatever and um he gets really salty and he calls Leo, uh, Fidlam, Fidlam Benz. I had never heard of this before, so I had to actually look it up yeah. what it was at, what it actually was. And yeah, it's an Irish person who is kind of a piece of shit and can't work a job and steals. Now I paused the movie to look that up, and then the next scene he explains what it actually is to him, and they kind of get into. Um, 
a little bit of an argument back and forth, and he's like, uh, well, you know, if you called me this, he didn't understand what a fiddle and bends is, yeah. but he's like, if you would have called me this, I, you know, I'd have took more offense. And the guy's like, well, what if I was calling you that? Well, then, you know, and they get into an old school boxing match just cracks yeah. me the up. The stance bro. was really great. Yeah, it's an old school 19, 1860s yeah. boxing style. And that know? was a real style. Yes, right? like, that's how people uh, fought. English rules or something like that. It was like sure. a type of boxing and whatnot. So, and nobody boxes like that anymore, right? No, of course not, man. Have you ever watched boxing? No. Oh. I think it'd be really cool if somebody knew how to fight like that, but actually well. No, it's, you know? it's not. It's... That'd be awesome to watch people fight like that. To watch one really good dude fight like that would be great. Yeah, okay. So they get in the, the fight, and things go do not go well for the old Irishman, and he kind of gets his ass whooped by Leo, and he, he gets fish-hooked, basically. And yeah, I wouldn't say his ass whooped. It dude. Was pretty, it was pretty... He takes him down. He punches him more times. He tries to get the better of Leo by, like, tackling Leo. It knocks down his dad's picture that's up there. And uh, they start wrestling on the ground. He gets him in a chokehold. He then pushes him on the ground and starts fish-hooking his ass. And that's when uh, Bill's like, enough. Get his ass off of there or whatever. You know, so... And he kind of makes a joke about the the Irish dude almost getting fish hooked by by you know a kid or whatever and shit. So you you kind of this is the first scene where you see because he picks up uh, the priest's picture and puts mm-hmm. it back up on the wall or whatnot. So and importantly, it's the only picture that's on that area, mm-hmm. you know, whatnot too. So and this is when Bill starts to bring Leo kind of in the business a little bit because he's yeah. just like clearly this is an earner, you know, he's, yeah, he's a smarter yeah. kid. So. Um, lots of civil war stuff going on in the, in, uh, after this. And they have like the, they start talking about the draft and whatnot and how you got out of the draft. You had basically had to pay money. This is 300 bucks, 300 bucks, right? Which is 3 million to them at that point. Yeah. Cause they don't have 300 fucking dollars. And so he runs into They're just like, oh, you don't want to go to civil war. Yeah, that's fine. Are you rich? Oh, yeah. you're not rich. Well then get the fuck out. Yeah. You're, then you're, you're going, then to, the going to the civil war. war. Right, exactly. So. Uh yeah that's oh if you're much. oh you're rich oh well then sorry yeah I mean, go about your business then uh you know Donald Trump proved that that never changed right because I mean Vietnam so um now of course we don't have drafts anymore so it's only people who volunteer so uh as uh Amsterdam's walking around he sees uh Cameron Diaz uh, Jen's her character's name and she runs into him and steals something from him and uh. She's the, heading the the medallion that his dad had given to him. Yes, he's, she steals the medallion from him. So he tracks her down and he he follows her and she gets on a streetcar and she heads downtown. And then he talks about all the different types of thieves there are and how uh, Jen is a turtle dove, basically a person who goes downtown, dresses up like a maid and just walks into a place and just robs the person blind as the maid and then takes off back downtown again. So... <clears throat> But he's talking about how how like how ballsy it is to be able to do something like this because that's like the riskiest fucking yes that's uh, the way to steal cra- and yes exactly and so uh, he kind of jacks her as she's getting out of the house and wants his thing back and he she pulls a knife on him and like push dude it, this was hurting my neck watching yeah, that same that thing, knife yeah. and that in. <laughs> so Leo um, takes his medallion back but just kind of she. They kind of make a joke about what he could take, and he's like, I'll take everything, you know. And But then he he's a good dude, so he only takes his, you know, necklace back and leaves the rest with her. So some of the town richies, these are like the uh, rich sort of gang members from Uptown. Oh, yeah. Now they're coming down to the five points, and Happy Happy Jack is walking them through the five points. He tries no, but to, they, they're not the gangs. They're yeah, they are. They're just rich people. No, they talk about how they are... 
they have their own rackets that they run and whatnot, but it's uptown rich sort of rackets. Leo talks about it in one of his dialogue scenes. Oh, I so, thought I thought he was just saying that they were just like the aristocracy, you know? Like yeah, no. Like the so they are like they are gang, basically gang member, not gang members. I don't want to call them gangs, but gangs in their own way, basically. Sure, okay. they, you know, did their own shit to make their money and whatnot. And um, yeah, one of them is like an actor and whatnot too. So. In in the end, it's probably more of a metaphor than actual. Like they're not street uh, yeah, gangs yeah. killing. They're people, like Wolf so. of Wall Street gangs. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. We even talked about that. So they're walking around doing their thing, and they're like, "Can we? Uh, is it safe down here and whatnot?" And Jack's like, "Watch this or whatever," and he puts yeah. his, his stopwatch, uh, stopwatch, no, uh, pocket watch, pocket watch up on the thing on uh, the light post, and says, "You know, it'll be perfectly fine here or whatnot. Nothing will happen." And then at this point, Bill walks up to them with his gang. And starts schmoozing with the the rich people, and Jack is like trying to explain, and Bill's just cutting them off constantly, and like you know, yeah, really kind of like big dick energy, right? Exactly, right. like you know, and he knows who these people are, every every one of these people and whatnot. So, not only is he like street wise, street tough and whatnot, and charismatic, but kind of educated as well, and yeah. knows people and whatnot, um, knows who who people are and, and and all that sort of thing. So he definitely pulls a rank through from this scene, and he goes off walking, and uh, Monk comes walking by, and he's like, "Do you think my watch would be, <laughs> you know, safe over there?" And he says, "Why don't you put it up there and find out?" You know, and uh, there's clearly an animosity between these yeah. two still that runs. For a long time, um, very much like a, or you know, there's no backstory to it other than it very much seems like while Bill has run his thing, Monk has kind of gotten out of the business almost of like being a gang sort of dude and trying to be legitimate with his whole like you know uh, haircut place and whatnot, and um, maybe just doesn't pay you know Bill you know. Yeah, he seems like he's not as much of a kiss ass as everybody else became. Yeah, yeah that's. That's a, probably the best way to put it and whatnot. So at this point, uh, Bill starts teaching Amsterdam uh, why he's such a good killer because he's a butcher and he knows like where to where to stab things. And he uh, he explains how he loves working on pigs because pigs are the most close thing to a human. And if you cut here and he kind of teaches them all the different ways to cut a person and to debilitate them or to cut their you know throats or how yeah, to cut yeah. it and all that sort of thing. And uh, there's a scene, though, this is an important thing, too, because, I'm sorry, a little bit earlier, there was a paper that um, Amsterdam has to read to him because he can't oh, read, yeah, you yeah. know. So it's, it's, it's a cool dynamic. When they rob the boat. Yes, there's a cool dynamic going on here where he's clearly a smart guy, clearly got his, but he can't even read. So like well, it's, I think he just didn't recognize the word ghoul. Ghoul. Oh, yeah, you're right. It yeah. was ghoul specifically that he yeah. kind of gets caught up on and whatnot. Yeah. He says, what's that first word there? Right. Ghoul. Ghoul. All right. So Johnny at this point uh, pulls Amsterdam, uh, pulls Leo aside, and he's like, you're getting pretty close to Bill over there, and that's cool and everything, but uh, if you got something going on, I don't yeah. want any part of it. Yeah, what like, you up to? Yeah, exactly. He's like, are you, you know, there's there's just something not right about this whole scene here and whatnot. So what do you got? like, dude. I'm just chilling. I'm man. just doing my thing. I got to make my way and yeah, whatnot, yeah. you know. And he's kind of like, "All right, cool, but I don't want any part of it. If you're not, if you're not on the up and up, I don't want to be part of this situation." So, uh, Tweed wants Bill to organize a hanging to display that the the crime's out of control in the five points, and they need to do uh, a hanging so they can, you know, uh, show everybody that they've got 
uh, their shit together, and they yeah. are about stopping crying. It's a lot so, of complaints that shit's getting out of control. So just go hang some people, right? right. And they're like, "Who? Yeah, uh, like you how know, many some, you want to do? Some backwards people. How many? Three or four? Three or four? Make it four or not? So then they get these four dudes so together. Just like, okay, I guess I'll go hang four people. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do that or whatever, right? Make them nobodies or whatever, and they kind of bring four guys in. And uh, clearly, this is like this is an interesting scene to me because it's clearly like. These four guys are going to do this thing, but I, 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 you get the the feel like it's like Bill's going to take care of their family or whatever, like because it even like you know pays him for like a, the necklace or whatever and shit like that. While he's, I mean, he could just took it off him after he died or whatever, you know. But that's not who Bill is or whatnot. So he's he's going to do the right thing in the in a street version of the right thing sort of way, right? So it's all part of this whole movie, like the, like you brought up earlier and whatnot. So. Uh, after the hanging, uh, they go to a happening nightclub. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, before, you know, the hanging, and then everybody claps. Yes, of course. You know, and I was just like, I bet you this was how it happened. You know, like, hangings were, like, entertainment. Absolutely, bro. That fucking, was, like... It's crazy. I mean, yeah, bro, because I watched a special the other day about uh, Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. And when Ted Bundy was up for execution that day... It became a circus outside of of his uh, where he was locked up at in Florida, yeah. and like there were just thousands of people, and people came in and they brought like food carts and stuff like that, and they set up little tents and yeah. everything like that, and people were drinking and partying and stuff like that, and um, when it was time to go or whatever, they were they were chanting and everything like that, and there was an a guy. Uh, who was interviewing Ted Bundy at the time, uh, one of the the, uh, book writer and whatnot. And he was in there talking to him or whatnot. And he's like, and you could hear the people outside chanting to the inside or whatnot. And he said to him, can you hear those people chanting Ted or whatever? And Ted's, and he was like, yeah, I hear them. Those are the nuts people out there. (laughs) You know, like those are the fucking crazy people. Cause they're just like fry and, you know, scream. And it really got me thinking. It's funny that you brought this up because it got me thinking about how fucked up like humans are in general. Like we despise killers and whatnot. But if it's killing upon, uh, carried out by the state, we cheer it. Like, you know, and this isn't like a situation. You, you, I don't know how much you know. This it's, is getting. It's got to be something like the celebration of of a, of a danger you're not a part of. Sure. You know, like it's it's got to be something like um, a celebration of do somebody you know dying the, that's not you. Do you know? Do you know about the Night Stalker at all? No, it's that. We were way way in the weeds, but in the, in the nineteen. Yeah. I mean, that's what we do. Right yeah. Here, right? <laughs> in the nineteen eighties, this dude, uh, fucking Ramirez. I can't remember his first name. Um, in L.A was running around killing people basically and he was you know a follower of satan and all this shit and he would paint pentagrams on the walls and stuff and he'd break into people's houses and shoot the fuck out of people and he started off just killing women and then he would kill um men often rape the women kill the women this and that blah 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 and um they eventually caught on to who it was because I don't remember. There's a special on Netflix right now about him. I knew about this guy before because they, I watched something about him, and then I watched. Don't ever go down the hole of serial killers, too. And don't ever go any further than what they show you on television because one day I went way down the hole in Wikipedia and read about all the different ways they kill people. It was I stay away from it. It was stuff. hard, man. Yeah. It was very, like having I'm not, kids I'm myself. Not a horror guy. Because a lot of times, you know, we, we get, you know, onto these, like, people, you know, that killed, like, uh, Ted Bundy or yeah yeah the um, big serial killers uh, yeah or but like 
there are tons and tons of serial Dahmer killers. Like, yeah, Dahmer. And those, these are just the big name people. Like, yeah. there is a dude who oh, no. yeah, I, know. I read about in Illinois, Chicago, yeah. who killed, like, 21 women. Okay? Yeah. And they were mostly prostitutes and stuff like that, so nobody gave a fuck. And, and, black, like, and, and he was like, black, too. So There is, you know. like, a lot of these people, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, nobody... We never cared about black serial killers, which is, I mean, that's how we are, right? Sure, you know, we don't yeah. get even. So, but like, we're I'm, I'm sure that like there were uh, serial killers that were only killing bad black people. Yeah, and for a while they didn't even realize it was serial killers. They were just like, it's just a person killing black people. Who's the shit? Yeah, no, in Atlanta that happened in the '80s, and there was a guy running around killing kids and shit, black kids, and they were just like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. exactly. So, um, anyways, they ended up with this dude. He was caught because his he had a roommate at one point in time and the roommate got caught up in something and then eventually he revealed who the guy was or whatever because this was in the 80s or late 70s early 80s and so like the cops beat the shit out of the guy and the guy would like finally told him who it was and so they put out a thing for him and he was out of town and he came back to LA to go kill again or whatever and he found out he was going to get busted or whatever and he took off running and then he went um, on a bus and he jumped off the bus and this and that blah blah, blah and the cops were on to him or whatever so they were chasing after him and he um he's a mexican guy and he got off in a mexican neighborhood and he tried to carjack a mexican lady or whatever and some dude like just ran up and hit him in the fucking head and then like all these mexicans just started beating the fuck out of this because they all knew him because he'd been all over the tv and shit like that mm-hmm. and just beat the shit out of him until the cops showed up or whatever and the cops rescued the guy from getting killed basically <laughs> oh, wow. by this yeah. but like people were just like this fucking piece of shit has been killing women and stuff like that for all this time and whatnot but yeah it's we're so in the weeds here but that was just got me thinking about like these people like celebrating the deaths of these people because we're 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 all about that like you know justice and that death justice that you know a lot of us are many of us aren't you know we're many of us are anti uh capital punishment but there's yeah but i I always think what biologically makes us that way you know and like i don't want to go further into this because i I think we should keep going through the movie but like i think um i'm gonna look up like what about like public executions like this uh kind of stirs us biologically because there's something there and i think if i'm not mistaken if i i think i had read something about it at some point in my life um where it's just like the relief of seeing um, a danger disappear that isn't yourself, yeah, you know, like just yeah. the relief of, of if it's going to be death, it's, it's, it's a celebration that it's not me kind of thing. Mm, interesting. That's, uh, we'll have to do a podcast about that some night. Thanks. All right. So, uh, they're at the happening nightclub. Um, you know, 19, I mean, 1860s at a church. Club. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a yeah. dance or whatever. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Cameron of course ends up with Leo and they do their dance and whatnot. And Leo takes her out back and they're about to get it. And on. his brother or his, uh, his friend is very fucking salty. Yeah. It? Because his friend is all into Cameron. Yeah, yes, yeah. You know? And so they go out back and they're about to fuck. And then Bill is brought up basically. And, uh, he's like, who are you to Bill? You know, why, why yeah. is he do your favors and this and that? And she's yeah. just like, it's none of your business and whatnot. He kind of realizes that they have a thing. Yeah. And then he's like, I don't want any part of this yeah. uh, brought anymore. So we jump a bit in time in Amsterdam is full on with Bill. Now he's even got a top hat with him. And stuff. So, uh, another bare knuckling boxing match. It's like two weeks ago. We just covered, uh, bare knuckle boxing matches. And this one though, it's, uh, gets all bets are off because the cops show up and they start to break up the fight. 
right? And Leo, come, being the smart guy, comes up with an idea. He's like, hey, these Metropolitan, like, we paid off the Metropolitan Police, but, and Tweed is there, which is funny too, right? And he's like, dude, we paid them off. Well, this isn't the Metropolitan Police. This is the city police or whatnot. So we we can't, and he's like, well, where do the city limits end? Oh, over here. So then the next scene, you see they them there on the docks, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. exactly. They're fighting on the docks. So um, P.T. Barnum is the person that's putting on, do you know P.T. Barnum, yeah, right? Of course. Guy. Yeah, exactly. So. He's the one that's uh, announcing everything and whatnot, and uh, he kind of gives Bill his credit for putting this together. And but more importantly, they give Leo credit because he's the one who came up with uh, actually fighting where they're fighting at and whatnot. So flash over to the boats. We have more Irish people getting off the boats uh, in a scene that's yeah, it, like immigrants stepping off the boat. This used to happen, signing up for the military right away and going off to war right Literally, after that. They like, walk off the boat, they sign their papers, they walk onto another boat. They get their uniform, put on their uniform, and they get right on another boat. And it's kind and that's of, kind of the reason why the North won that. That yeah, you know, not the only reason why the North. But won. But that was but, like a like manpower, you know, like just the, the yeah. endless supply of. Humans. It was a lot of things. It was definitely. Um, not just manpower, but they just had better factories to build things and shit like that, and, and they could crank out more firearms and all that stuff. And just like almost every war in history, it's just won by production. I mean, that's how the United States has almost always won. Uh, the only time it hasn't worked is like in places like Vietnam and whatnot, where we eventually lost the stomach to do the shitty things that we did in the other wars. Yeah, because it was uh, like way one-sided as far as production goes, yeah, right? Yeah, like the of course. Yeah. Like, but the problem the helicopters with Helicopters after helicopters and bombs after bombs. The, the, the problem with like Vietnam and Korea, though, is that at a certain point... The Soviet Union was just as powerful as we were, and they were supplying the people we were fighting against and whatnot. So those people were well supplied, nonetheless. Was so. it for sure that they were supplying them? Not oh, like, 100%. Not, not, not yeah. do we know for sure, but yeah. was it a public thing? No, of course not. It wasn't not. a public thing. Absolutely yeah. not. Just like it wasn't a public thing that we helped the Afghanistan people in. Uh, oh, that wasn't like, public? No, dude, it was... Uh, Ronald Reagan was brought up on, was going to be brought up on fucking charges for that shit, man. Because oh, that's the the uh, uh, the whole Iran Contra scandal and all that type of shit, all tied into funding these fucking groups and whatnot. And what was the general's name? Some general took the fall basically for the Reagans. Like, yeah, he knew nothing. I did. Was the one that was doing everything. But like, uh, there's a couple movies about all that stuff and how we funded different groups and and no, so, dude, so all those, of this like stuff. the funding, the the Soviet funding of of uh, Vietnam. That yeah. was that was under wraps. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. I mean, I think it was one of those situations where like everybody knew, yeah. but nobody where like, knew. Where they're just like, we're not funding them, and then they winked. Yeah, they winked pretty right much. At the camera. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Pretty much. So, yeah, when when we're down here, Bill's down there, and uh, the politicians also down there, and the politicians like, you know, hey, every one of these people is uh, vote and this and that, blah blah blah. And Bill's like, if I had the guns, I would shoot every single one of them coming off this boat and. Uh, at this point, uh, how, how like that really made me uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, watching this as a minority and watching yeah. this as, a, as an immigrant, yeah. it's very uncomfortable watching this level of charismatic racism. Yeah, because uh, there are still charismatic races. Of course, dude. and the fact that like like I don't like I don't know this is a little bit on tangent too, but some time ago it was like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. I made the mistake of clicking a Breitbart article that somebody had shared on my Facebook. Like, like somebody had shared a Breitbart article yeah. where they were just like, well, look at what's happening. You know? yeah, yeah. So I was just like, okay, I'll read it. And I read it, and I was just like, wow, this is horrific. But whatever, it's what I expected. But then I started reading the comments, Yeah, and I was like, 
almost, I mean, I, I could have puked. Yeah. You know, because there were some people that were saying some shit. Yeah. Specifically to people in my, you know. Yeah. You know, Hispanics. Yeah. And I was like, I, 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 it was so uncomfortable to, oh, and then not long after that, one night I was up at like one o'clock in the morning yeah. just on Reddit and I happened to go on the Donald back when it existed. Oh, sure. And holy shit. Like, yeah. it's just like, you know. It's very uncomfortable to know that this kind of mentality exists. And so mm. this, the you know, Bill being the main character and being very charismatic and being well-liked and respected. But he's also like, yeah, I would shoot every single one of these if I had the opportunity. Yeah, I yeah. was just like, yeah, and this is not a fictitious person. Right. You know, no, like this absolutely. is like a real human being that exists. Yeah, man. It's, it's well, you know, it's not like uh, this stuff spreads and this stuff, um, like we talked about earlier, it's, it's through leaders that are... Uh, in some way attractive uh, by other people, right? So, like, it's not like if you had some dumb hick piece of shit out there spitting out, spewing things, nobody would follow that person, right? You have to, you follow a person because they are charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Because they seem to make sense. They seem to have the right answers. They seem to be the kind of person you want to emulate. Right. And so, yeah, it's really rough. Like, I don't know. If Scorsese was trying to make me uncomfortable with this character, which he clearly was. He's the villain. He was absolutely making me uncomfortable. Everything that came out of this person's mouth because of how... Uh, well received it was was the thing that was turning yeah. my stomach yeah for sure man and uh the tweed tries to get slick with bill and it does not go over well because he's just like he's like you know you're gonna be a thing of the past or whatever you know and he turns around and he's like you what you say to yeah, me or like, whatever can you repeat that one more time yeah, exactly and he phrases it very yeah, different the yeah. second time you know like you're just so gonna, i'm just saying you're nothing about the future you gotta think saying. about the future <laughs> right yeah exactly so um so then they go over to a theater production of Uncle Tom, and <laughs> this whole fucking scene is, uh, you know, it's uncomfortable, right? Of course, right? And uh, things start to get a little bit riotous, and they start throwing food at Lincoln and whatnot, and screaming, down with the union, and blah, blah, blah. And uh Irish guy comes up and tries to shoot Bill. Actually, doesn't try to shoot Bill. Shoots. Does shoot Bill. Successfully shoots Bill. Shoots him in the chest, or in the shoulder, I should say. And the only reason he doesn't get another shot off to finish Bill off is because Leo tackles him and takes the gun away from him. It's a very interesting situation, you know. But um dude calls him... A mother whoring Irish nigger. What? <laughs> well, whatever. It's well, yeah, but like that was historically very yeah. accurate, right? Yeah. Like they, like uh, Irish people were were uh, considered and referred to as uh, black people like hard as fuck all yeah, the time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like they were just like you're just as low kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Like that's. I mean, that gives you some. Yeah, window into how arbitrary a lot of this is. Right, you know? and... It didn't matter. You know, it was yeah. just like, are you like me? Then get fucked. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, and... Uh, yeah, it is what it is. And so, funny, you know, whatever. Uh, so, uh, Bill kind of gives all the credit to Leo for uh, saving his life. And he, you know, tips his hat. And the whole place kind of tips their hat to Leo. And Leo is very uncomfortable with the situation afterwards. He's he's very much kind of crying and carrying on and whatnot. And then uh, Monk comes out of nowhere and he's like, "Don't yeah. you think I know who you are?" Whatever yeah. you know. And he he's kind of like, "Oh, you know, what the fuck are you doing here?" Or whatever you know. What are you trying to do? And uh, he even he was he's very that's very, that was very Shakespearean or whatever yeah, yeah. you know. How you saved his life and uh, he's like, you know, for all your dad's faults or whatever. And he kind of explains why he. Uh, 
Like he uh, never joined his dad and whatnot, even though he respected his dad. He never wanted because how narrow minded he was and whatnot. And uh, he's and Leo kind of says something to the effect of, uh, "Where it's just like, is that why you didn't take the? Yeah, why, okay. Why you went through rifle? No, if you liked him so much, if you respected him so much, why'd you rifle through his pocket? Right, and it, and then it's revealed that he didn't actually take the money from yeah. his dad. He only took the knife from his dad to yeah. give to the son and whatnot. So, um, very touching." scene so uh we headed over to the whorehouses and boss tweed boss tweed what a fucking name uh shows up and tries to give his you know uh sympathies to bill and whatnot and bill bill ain't about that life bro he's just like you know either drink or or, or and shut yeah. the fuck up or yeah. leave and shut the fuck up basically yeah. you know he's like i've been shot in my fucking arm and I'm not trying to deal with this shit. So, um, and they're just kind of fucking with the whores and whatnot. And Cameron and Leo, they kind of have their moment to fucking, uh, they fall asleep. And, and dude, and, it's hysterical, dude. He wakes right. up and he's just standing, he's sitting right next he's to him. He's sitting right next to him in a chair with an American yeah, flag draped in an American okay, flag. So, this is where the DVD cut. Right oh, here is really? where the, yes, yeah, exactly. Interesting, yeah. At this point, Bill uh, starts talking about his backstory and whatnot, reveals that he's 47 years old. I, I thought to myself, man, I could fucking do something with my life still. I could fucking, I could start a nationalist gang and fucking take over part of Milwaukee or some shit like that. That'd be pretty awesome. Um, he breaks down kind of how he's lived his life and whatnot, and uh, he kind of dwells on the fact that the last real man that he ever killed was Leo's dad, you know, and uh, as we brought up earlier, that only faith really divided the two of them, and... Uh, Kind of tells a story about how uh, he lost his eye and that he got the shit beat out of him. And um, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So he got the shit beat out of him by the priest. Yes. And then the priest spared his life. Yes. And then he gouged his own fucking eye out. Yes. And he would have took both of them, yeah. but he had to be able to fight him, and he can't fight yeah. him with no eyes. So. Um, yeah, that was a pretty fucking wild story. Yeah, yeah. And but that's where, like, the respect started coming in. Like, right. he's just like, I had never taken a finer beating. Like, this is the only guy I've ever respected in, like, the right. entire time I've been alive. And he left me to live in shame yeah. with what happened. To, yeah. to Which me. he thought was so cool. You yeah. know, like, he yeah. was just like, he was in admiration of how, like... <laughs> Like like savage this other guy was. Yeah, and he makes a com uh, comment about how civilization is crumbling and whatnot. And yeah. that just got me thinking. Like, someone's people have always thought yeah. this shit. You yeah, know that sure. we've been never so divided. And this is the scene where I thought to myself, I am fucking shocked that Trump fans didn't unironically use Bill the Butcher as like shirts. And like a flag, like yeah, pr- proudly being <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. this I is know, the fucking guy. You I know? think I think it's just because, um, well, who knows? Because I think a lot of things just go over. And I'm not saying uh, Trump fans are necessarily all dumb or anything like that, but but I do think that there's some element of understanding that Bill the Butcher is the is is a guy that Scorsese is pointing out as being a bad guy, a wrong guy. You know, like you're not going to You think that I know and I I know what you're about to say. Like and I get it. But what He's a nationalist. Yeah, but I I just feel what's like in in the words of Trump, what's wrong with being a nationalist? Yeah, no, but I just feel like this character is too much of like the written as a bad guy for, yeah. for people to like Say yeah, probably I'm a bad guy, you know, yeah. like because it's too obvious that this guy is not a good guy. Yeah, know? but I mean, like, think about it, dude. They used um, uh, what the fuck is King Washington 
the Assassin's Creed. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that it, fine. with Trump's face on, like he was a fucking villain in the game, bro. Like, yeah, and uh, they used Trump's face on that. I remember that poster fucking well. Thinking to myself, yeah, you are. A you fucking- guys not realize that this was the bad thing? Yes, this was the villain. He became a tyrant, yeah. dude. Like that was the. Whew, yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. You know. Yeah, I guess I retract my statement because you're right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, you're right. Maybe they, they just it. never you saw this what? movie. <laughs> right. Exactly. Maybe this is just too old of a movie, yeah, and they yeah. who knows? Maybe some Trump group somewhere really did use Bill the Butcher sure, as like a, yeah. you know. And I just I didn't see it myself, so it just kind of sh- kind of surprises me. So we we jump over to uh, Leo. He starts deciding. All right, I I got to get my shit together. I got to go kill Bill. Um, and he starts working on his knife work and we see him just night day or I don't want to say day after day because it looks like it's in one night where he's just practicing knife after knife after knife after knife. And Monk is kind of watching him do what he's doing. And, uh, then it got to me, me thinking that like this whole next part, so did Leo save dude's life? Cause he was unsure what he wanted or he didn't want that dude killing Bill cause he wanted to kill Bill himself. Like that was kind of a you know. I mean that's that's what it was. What, know, okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. All right. I I wish they would have made that a little bit more defined because it definitely isn't defined in the movie. It seems like he was unsure about Bill, and then Monk talk. You gotta be kidding me. So uh, this isn't a visual podcast, but there's absolutely uh, Bill the Butcher Trump. Uh, stuff going on of now course. here's the thing though was that done by a trump fan or done mocking trump fans uh even if it was yeah. done mocking trump fans if some trump fan saw that he would probably be like oh look at this i like this yeah, mm, yeah. either way all right so chinese party starts to celebrate bill's victory over the priest johnny shows up to because he is quite jealous this is, this is the night though yes he wanted to kill him on the night. On the night. Yes, yeah. exactly. Of the party. And he kind of talks about how you don't, you know, stab a king in the back or whatever. You kill a king in front of everybody so that they, they can all see it. Johnny is super jealous of Leo at this point in time. Multiple reasons. Obviously, uh, Cameron Diaz. Plus, he's kind of jealous of his position with Bill the Butcher, too. So, it's couplefold and he comes to warn bill that amsterdam isn't who he says he is and and bill loses his shit like yeah, you know, he's yeah. like i should fucking kill you you yeah. know this and that blah 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 and uh but then johnny reveals what his real name is is his last name is valen and, uh, and that's of course the priest's son and so they start doing the party and the whole chinese uh parties going on and they're doing their celebration and then uh bill gets called up to the thing and he wants to do a knife throwing uh display like he used to do back in the day i want to point out how fucking absolutely impossible this is he has one eye you know what yeah the depth perception was he completely has no depth up. perception yeah, sure. right exactly it is i impossible. thought the same thing i was just like how the fuck is he doing this with a one eye it must be right. amazing god level right exactly it's it's silliness but uh he of course picks cameron diaz as the target because he used she used to be the apprentice for this show that they used to do and um yeah i even made a joke like you know what takes more than one eye throwing fucking knives but <laughs> yeah, nonetheless yeah, yeah. he has insane precision pinpoint uh pinpoint throw, precision right. yeah. and bill's mannerisms daniel day lewis is ridiculous when he's whoopsie daisy like just the <laughs> yeah, way he is sure, and stuff yeah. is so fucking great man and um 
At this point, uh, Bill finishes up his little show with uh, Cameron Diaz. Oh, enough of this. Uh, what does he say? Enough of this. Uh, he can, I don't remember the derogatory term he uses for oriental shit, but he's like, get this monkey shit out of here. Yeah, it's time, yeah. it's time for celebration. And then they start playing more American music and stuff like that. And uh, they're going to do the swallowing of the fire, the alcohol fire. And he kind of gives a speech about extinguishing enemies, flames and whatnot. And um, what he's done. And he gets ready to do his thing. And of course, this is when Leo takes his shot and his shot's not good enough uh, as Bill was waiting for it. And yep, he was waiting for it. Exactly. And, if it wasn't for his walk. friend, yes. he would have gotten it. He would have got him yeah. in the chest with the knife. But then, yeah, Bill whoops the fuck out of Yes. Uh, like, I was just like, dude, this is the most savage fucking beating he's yes. ever taken. And he, dude, I feel like he took a less hard beating in The Revenant. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but, oh. <laughs> By the bear. <laughs> it's more brutal. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, just, like, seeing it is more brutal. But, like, you know, I don't know if I want... Uh, sure. I'll take a Bill a beating before I took a, uh, <laughs> yeah, a bear, bear beating. Like right, a exactly. So... Uh, and he does pretty much the same thing to Leo that the priest did to him, except you know he yeah. he marks him yeah. uh, with the, the, the brand hot ass. Yes, yeah, exactly. And just beats knife. the fuck out of the guy. So, um, and throws him out. So we get a scene of Leo kind of coming back to and uh, Jen talking to him, and he she's just like, "Look, dude, let's just get out of here. Yeah. We can head west, and we can you know live a good life, and it would be." absolutely fun hey can Um, you imagine also like being alive during the california gold rush yeah i would have absolutely gone yeah like well i would have wanted to at least who knows if you have the like economic capacity to do it but like being in california during the california gold rush just seems like a fucking like i mean obviously it's been romanticized there's probably a lot of people who died doing that dude ridiculous numbers yeah the travel there yeah for sure but man man what a what a fucking thing to be have been a part of you know because i mean think about you could literally get gold out of rivers yeah yeah well i mean but that was that's that's slightly earlier because that's in the 1840s as well sure yeah so but nonetheless it's still in this similar time period but so here so before this scene before the whole uh betrayal scene is when i started to think this is the vibe, man. Why? Like I, I, I could have done this. Really? Like I could have been one of these gang members and been like, you Whoa, know, like no doing thanks. nothing all day, but like just fucking lounging around and playing cards and then going and fucking with whores and stuff just like, like that. Whatever. Just like, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Just doing whatever all the time and stuff like that. I don't know, man. But what do you do? I just steal shit whenever I want to steal shit, and otherwise I do nothing. Right. <laughs> just, <laughs> just hang out with my friends and stuff like that, and, and yeah. street gang it, bro. Street gang it. But I've got these like, nice. I duggets. like the idea. <laughs> I like the idea of like a, I like the idea of a minimal, simple life. Yeah. Like, uh, like if I could just like design games or mini war game all, all day and just kind of chill, you know, watch movies like that definitely seems like a vibe. But not not like this, you know. Ooh, like this, know, this man. seems like. Ugh, Think like about rough. how. Okay, so if like I don't need. I don't need the internet even. Yeah. I don't need the internet. Yeah. You put me in a time where there wasn't internet. That's fine. But I still need like like hygienic. Dude, when you, like that, you only know? because you live now. But yeah, like yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. And also things. like comfort amenities. You know, like I need a comfortable bed. Um, speaking of that, the internet thing. Mm-hmm. When I watched that Heaven's Gate show the yeah, other day, right? Yeah. They had like early internet stuff. Because remember, oh, this yeah, happened in yes, the late 90s, yes, yes. and they were showing that early, early website internet shit, websites, yeah, and yeah. I'm just like, 
Fuck, man, yeah. I, I kind of miss that shit. Old Angel that. Fire I, websites? Right? Yeah, I know yeah. shit. I kind of miss that shit, you know, yeah. like AOL Online and all that stuff. <laughs> AIM, man. yeah, for sure. Holy shit, dude. What a fucking past we had. But, okay, so um, think about this, though, man. Like, you live your life now how you do because you're going to probably live to 80 years old. Think about if you were in the streets of New York as a gang member. Your lifespan is, like, estimated, like, 40 years or so, bro. Sure. You would have lived... That 40 years, man, like you would have lived to the fullest constantly yeah, and just yeah. like every day was your last day and whatnot. And that, that's, a, that's a vibe. We got to get VR running so we can do that with no strings attached. Sure. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, strings would be attached. I mean, technically, because, yeah. Because sure. like, but if you were so engrossed that it was like you but were that's, there. But that's the thing about VR, bro. Yeah. Bro. Like you, you like anybody who talks shit about fully immersive VR no, bro. has there's, not thought about there's it. There's no <laughs> shit talking. Even there's though no. we've had our discussions before yeah. and I think space travel. I feel like now you've thought about it for two years and you realize, <laughs> of course I would want to do that. Of course, man. I'd fucking, <laughs> the fuck I'd be part that? of an 1860s street gang, bro. Like, of course I <laughs> yeah, fucking would, sure. man. You know, and it is what it is. That's so, so funny. Um. Well, we screwed up because this is where Monk gives him the knife. But whatever, you can edit this part out. I <laughs> know, whatever. Monk, Monk gives him the knife. Yeah. So uh, this is the scene where Monk reveals the knife scene. Yeah. You know, yeah where yeah. he reveals it to him, and then he gave it to him. So he gives it over to him, and we kind of fast forward three months. He's and, all healed up now. Yeah. Leo's all healed up, and he heads out to the five points and unveils a dead rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's which, just like, "Hey, I'm coming for you." Yeah. Where it's it's. I'm not done. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm coming back for you. I'm doing to you what you did to my pops. Yeah. Like, this is exactly the same thing. But still, I feel like, do you think he got it at this point? What? That um, that there was, like, a respect Yes, thing? absolutely. I think at this point, he, I, I think because, like, okay. Or maybe, like, I think maybe now at this point he goes, uh, yeah. But yeah. now you're going to respect me just the same because he yeah. kind of builds a little empire now. Yeah. Like he, like he well, now he starts himself. to do his his thing because of the talks with Monk and everything else and whatnot. So he's like, and he needs a gang to be able to take on. Yeah, sure. you know what you yeah. call it. You know, he's like, not just going to kill him by himself, right? Exactly, yeah. that would be impossible. So, but he. Uh, yeah, we'll get to the gang in a second here. Uh, Happy Jack brings uh, Bill the dead rabbit, and uh, Bill kind of questions his allegiance at this point because he's like, you this, know, I this know was you... really too bad too. This this kind of it kind of bummed me out because there was something about this character, this John C. Riley character, that I was hoping. I think it was because at the beginning he kind of like tapped his head and he's just like, yeah, you know, like he was just like, I like you, little kid, that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that for some reason I thought that there'd be something about that that would redeem him. Yeah, and then he was abs like he was just like nope, you know, like that is not my character. No, at all. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I think it's been, just been too long. You know, it's been like seventeen sure, yeah. years or whatever, right? And yeah. he's he's kind of moved on with his life and whatnot. And and he he's like he's like my allegiance is to the law. And Bill's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And whatnot. And. Uh, he does. A, he gives him a funny scene where he's like, "I want you to fake yeah, out." Yeah, he's crying. <laughs> fake and, crying. And just can you handle that? Yeah, like, you yeah. know. Uh, and he's gonna want. He wants a, him specifically to go take care of this. Not one of his other guys and whatnot. He wants him specifically. And Happy is more than willing to go do that. And he heads down into the tunnels. And this is the scene where I thought, like, kind of what you thought. I thought like this is where he'd go there and be like. Look, yeah, I'm coming back with you. You know, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll. Or during the conversation, he just kind of gets to him. Yeah, or he's yeah. just like, hey, man, you know, like you, you were, 
you were really against him then, and you know, like you kind of maybe did what you had to do, but right. let's let's fight, you know, like we're yeah. gonna do it. But it was not that. At no, all. no, yeah. he's down there to try to kill him, yeah, you know. Yeah. And uh, Leo chokes him the fuck to yeah, death. He fucking and strangles him. He strangles the life out of him. Yes, and then hangs him at that same light post. Dude, with hangs his him fucking, up bro. with his stopwatch on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, man, that stopwatch is still working though. So that's pretty funny. And at this point, uh, Tweed, Boss Tweed comes down with Bill, and they kind of go check out the body and whatnot. And Tweed kind of makes a comment like, "What's this is crazy. It's a police officer dead down yeah. here. What's next? Dead politicians? And Bill's like, I could use a half dozen of you dead before I could use one of him dead. He <laughs> yeah. was more useful to me. For and sure, that, so. yeah. And this is when Leo starts to really pull his gang together. And he kind of brings in everybody who's kind of a minority because there's like black characters with them, Asian characters with them, the Irish character, all the people that were kind of shit on by the nationals and whatnot or the natives and whatnot kind of join up with his crew. Uh, Johnny comes back to want to join him. And uh, and uh, he actually reveals to Leo that he's the one who turned him in. And Leo tells him, get the fuck out of the five points. You know, you can leave now, but don't ever come back to the five points or I'm going to kill you. And, and uh, then he, he's going to listen to him, right? Yeah, he's, he's going to leave, out, yeah. but he has to go talk to Bill. And, you know, this is just a weird thing because, like, I, I'm not even sure if he was going to leave because he goes to talk to Bill and Bill's like, you know, you know, who are you with or whatever. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm with the natives. Well, or kind of. They, he Somebody grabs him off the street. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He... He's walking away, and then that Irish dude grabs yeah. him off the street, brings him down to Bill, and he says that he's always been with the natives and whatnot, and Bill's like, okay, well, and being a native means sacrificing your life for your country. Are you ready yeah. to do that? And then he knifes the fuck out of him and kind of puts him on the post. Yeah. And, um, and so dies. Leo finds him out there and uh, tries to help him, can't help him, and fin- kind of finishes him off. So mm-hmm. he shoots him right in the fucking yeah, head. Yeah, exactly. So he's not hurting anymore. <laughs> the next scene is funny as shit to me because Boyle, the Irish guy who was part of the priest gang who became a native, is in the Dead Rabbit's church to pray, yeah. you know. And freaks the fuck out because there's a black dude in the church. Yeah. Like, just freaks goes the off. Fuck out. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, and then he gets his ass whooped. He, well, what happens is he's like, they're like kicking him out, and yeah. he's like, yeah, I've got a nigger in this place or whatever. Yeah. And then he turns around, and the father is there. Yeah. And he's like, father, they let a nigger in here or whatever. And the father just knocks him the fuck out, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, he goes running back to Bill. And he and obviously they're pissed. So Bill is going to go confront him and they bring the whole gang uh, to the church to burn down the church. Yeah. And they've got all, all the torches and they all show up. And it's yeah. just like and then there's tons of people yeah. out there uh, at that church. And he makes the makes one of my favorite quotes ever that I've heard in a fucking thing. Just what a touching display. <laughs> We'll be back when you're ready for us, right? Yeah, and just yeah. walks the fuck off. Just very, just man, Bill's awesome, dude. You're right; he's such a piece of shit, but yeah, such, a, such yeah. an awesome character, right? So, um, but that's the point, right? So, Boss Tweed comes to Amsterdam, and he wants to, uh, you know, set up something that with Amsterdam because he's like, you know, there's more and more Irish people coming constantly, and he kind of gets the idea where if he could switch his backing. From the natives who are kind of starting to dwell out oh, and yep. be outnumbered by the by the Irish, if he mm-hmm. can get the Irish to support him, that's a lot more votes in the yeah. long run. Than, and it's funny because this is historically happening, yeah, well, I mean, constantly, right? Yeah, like, for sure, it happened with blacks and stuff like that. I mean, too. and it's literally what the um, 
like the right wing crazy people yeah. think that Democrats uh, are doing right Democrats now. Democrats are doing. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. just like, well, they 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 don't actually care about. And I believe it. Like I'm actually, I agree. What they don't actually care about minorities or whatever. They just want secure vo- votes. Of course, of course. And it's just their voting block that they've grabbed. It's funny to me because everything how they reveal how racist they are yeah. when they assume that if we gave. Uh, Mexicans the right to vote, they would automatically vote Democrat. Yeah, there's a lot of Latinos for Trump. It's just funny to me. More, it's it's when they try to claim that they're not racist. Yeah, and then so um yeah, where, they, where they're just like it's so easily led. Yeah, like exactly. only they are the ones that are like <laughs> intelligent enough to make a rational choice. It's like yeah. get fucked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um basically Amsterdam comes up with an idea he says hey you know why don't you uh, back somebody for a higher office uh, to become uh, you know an Irishman to represent us and Tweed's like there's no chance that's gonna happen and whatnot and, okay how about oh, yeah. all, all, yeah. he's like I can give you an alderman yeah. and we, we already have Irish alderman we want sure. something better than that well what's better than that how about we run for sheriff, sheriff. so you'd it's have like, to have okay. a Ooh. You have nobody that can do it or <laughs> yeah, whatever, right? And they cut to McGinn. Like, I hate to break it to you, but not enough people are going to vote. And also, who the fuck would we even vote? Right, exactly. Uh, McGinn the Monk is the candidate, of course. And he is very fiery. And he's just like, look, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fight for all of you or whatever. And we're not going to, it's enough is enough. I like how he was just like, them. can I say anything I want? Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Yeah. Anything you want. <laughs> and he just goes off. And yeah. uh, he kind of, he kind of makes a tweet, kind of makes a joke. And he's like, this guy, you know, uh, he he's born to be a politician, and he's like, oh, well, he actually, he's killed forty eight men and laid low a whole bunch more. You know, oh, we should have won him for mayor, <laughs> nah, right? Of yeah, course, yeah, I like that. And we get to election day, and election day is of course hilarious, right? It's, dude, I uh, liked how they like in election day. They're like, dude, we've had like twenty thousand more votes than people that exist here, in this fucking state. <laughs> the his sidekick comes to him, yeah. and he's like. Uh, we've got an issue. What is it? Monk has already won by 3,000 more votes than there are votes in yeah. the first place. And he's like, make it 20,000. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. uh, the counter, and he, and he makes a comment, like you point out, this yeah. movie could have been made. I told today. you, that's a, yeah, when I was watching this movie, I'm just like, this, all of it is on the fucking nose. Ballots don't make the results yeah. that counters do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, I think that's the line where I was just like, are you fucking, he was clairvoyant. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Uh, or, or it's the same fucking story, dude. We 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 are not changing our tune. That <laughs> I saw a funny uh, meme the other day. Um, this is not a meme show, but it was about the Simpsons. Okay, and it said, "Oh yes, the Simpsons know, yeah. aren't always right." Yeah, they're they, or the Simpsons didn't predict anything. We just haven't changed anything yeah, since the nineteen eighties. Fixed any fucking problems? Right, exactly, yeah. which is. Pretty true, uh, as this points out. So um, then uh, McGinn, of course, wins this, and he's celebrating his victory and whatnot. And a couple days later, uh, Bill decides today is the day that Monk and him are going to have his little their little showdown. So he goes. He, Monk gets the letter, and he goes outside, and Bill's just standing there waiting for him. Yep. And Monk does a lot of talking at this point. Yep. He's like. Look at this man right yeah. here is trying to draw me into yeah. a situation that will clearly end in violence and blah, blah, blah. And uh, he and uh, does the most ridiculous thing I think anybody does in this entire movie. What's that? He looks at Bill the Butcher. Yes. And he says, let's just talk it out. Yes. He, he says, hey, let's come inside and settle our differences yeah. as, you know, adults. I think whatever. that's probably the most ridiculous asinine thing that happens in this yeah. entire movie. 
talks a lot, basically. And uh, like I said, dude, he and, knows who the build the button. Yes, the is, dude. and it's just so. You're right. It's so ridiculous because he's just going on and on about how the the, the people have spoken. Bill, yeah. be the people. The people don't want violence. The yeah. people don't want you know. Because he even says you know like he asks the people, should I fight him or whatever you know, and nobody he says thinks shit. I'm the new sheriff, right? Now he has to deal with me as an adult. Yes, exactly. And and he kills the fuck out of him. Throws a fucking axe into his back. Throws a butcher's cleaver <laughs> into his back. Yeah. That's the minority vote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, kills the fuck out of him. So, and this is though, this is the scene where it's very much like this whole part to me is the Billy Bats kind of scene for Bill the Butcher, though. This is where everything is going to go downhill quickly for him. It actually happened a little bit ago, but this is, like, the key part because Tweed... Um, yeah, things were... The writing was already on the wall, right, I things, think. But this is where it starts to snowball. Right, exactly. So Tweed comes down there, and he's just like, dude, you killed a fucking politician, an elected politician. Yeah. You know, who elected him or whatever? And... Yeah, uh yeah. He's like, he kind of gives a speech where he's just like, look, I know what the fuck you're doing down here. You know, like you're clearly, you've clear, you, you come down here as like some ally of mine, but you've been backing my enemies and whatnot and, and, uh, get the fuck out of here. And if you ever come down on the five points again, I'm going to fucking kill you too, basically. Right. And, uh, he's about that life, man. Bill the butcher is about that fucking life. And so, uh, Tweed gets the fuck out of there and they hold a funeral for him again. Um, and during the procession, Leo throws out the challenge to build the butcher, and yeah. it's going to happen. So yeah. we get a bunch of like montage he's, scenes. He looks at him and he says, "Meet me at the mall." Yeah, it's going down. Yeah, he says, "Meet at the bike rack at the mall." Yeah, three p.m. I'll bring my dueling pistols. Yep. So we get a little bit of a montage of like the Civil War, and this is like getting towards the end of the Civil War because this is like eighteen sixty three, late eighteen sixty three. So we're almost kind of at the end here. And it kind of, you know, this might be a controversial statement and whatnot and how this was not just this war was just not ending and people were dying everywhere. And then General Sherman was just like, fuck this. We're going to burn every fucking town from Atlanta to the sea. And they just started burning every fucking thing. And that's what ultimately in large part ended the war. Uh, and uh, good. Uh, so I, I just Dude, Can you believe like at this point, right? Yeah. There's like a war between Americans and Americans, like, yeah. straight up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, with, like, what, more than 100,000 people dead, right? Dude, it's the it's the deadliest uh, war yeah, America's like, ever. Yeah, but, like, how many people? Dude, well over. Oh, fuck. I don't even remember. Remember, I'm not a war guy, but 100,000 seems like a war. No, it's way, way over that. I think 400,000 people died in World War II for America, and that's the second worst war. Um, It was... Yeah. Six hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah. So, like, can you imagine? Like, that, I can't, that's unbelievable to me. City of Milwaukee. Yeah, dude. The entire population in Milwaukee. Yeah, dies. killed, killed. Yeah, that by, doesn't count people by other Americans. That doesn't count people. There's probably two to three times more people injured and wounded. Like, think about that. that. Like, there was a point where, like, they were like, like, uh, soldiers from the United States. Yes, were were like on horseback. Yes, burning like. Murfreesboro, <laughs> yeah, you bro. know, and like yeah. West Virginia, yeah. you know, like that's like it makes me sick, dude. Yeah, it's man, it's wild. uh, we've never been more divided. Yeah, no, there was one time <laughs> where we were, <laughs> we uh, we definitely have been at least once more divided. Yes, yeah, it's it's a it's a 
quite an interesting uh, conundrum. They just decided we're going to burn every fucking city down, dude. Yeah, we're going to burn from Atlanta to the sea. And uh, Sherman was about that life, bro. <laughs> he was not about that shit. He's like, we're fucking done fighting these battles and all this shit. Yeah. But, I mean, you know what? That's uh, that's kind of how uh, the Japanese gave up, too. I mean, sometimes it takes more. It takes uh, displaying you're going to do anything to these people before until you give up for the most part. And, uh, well, you know, when you have the upper hand. Unfortunately, if you're on the other side... <laughs> It's not good, but hey, you know what? Fuck the South. So um, anyways, this is when uh, the draft begins for New York, and they start to draft all kinds of people from New York, and at the same point, the gangs are meeting up, and they're doing their little formal, like, there's no way this fucking happened in real life. They have like a form, formal I, sit down. I, I No, I, I know, like, but I'm saying, like, in general, this has never happened. Uh, oh. Where they had a formal sit down and like the gangs declared themselves. Oh sure, and yeah. then they're like agreed to terms of what was going yeah, to ha- yeah. you know be used and whatnot. But uh, we'll get to the behind the scenes yeah, stuff in a little right, bit. Yeah. yeah, no doubt because we're almost to the end here. Sure. So all weapons are good except for pistols, of course, and. It kind of cuts back and forth between those people, the Civil War issues, and then the people uptown that are just fucking living life, man. They are doing A-OK. Tweed is uptown, and he's like kind of warning these people, though. He's like, dude. They showed my pop off. I, I hope you guys are, are yeah. aware of what's happening. Yeah, uh, and they're not listening to that shit yeah. at all. They're just like, we're fucking fine. Yeah. No one's coming up here and whatnot. So. Uh, Jen is not about this life, and she's going to take off. She's heading out, so she gets everything she can, and she go, she leaves with or without um, Leo at this point. Um, He's just like, wait for me one more day, and she's just yeah. like, no, I'm not. I'm out. The rich people kind of make mention that uh, I heard rumors that in the points that they're going to put a candle, a light a candle, and put it in the window if they want the rioters to continue doing what they're doing. And one of the rich guys says something about, I, I foresee a very dark night and cut to every single window having a candle in it. So, uh, yeah, people are not very happy with society at this point in time. We get to the gangs are ready to do their shit. At the same time as the gangs are getting prepared to do their shit, rioters just start breaking out. And they start, they're pissed off with the draft and they start fighting at the draft office first. And it drags from the draft office and starts going uptown. And they just start fucking going crazy, uh, burning and fucking unloading on people and killing people and uh, burning a black orphanage and killing black people and this and that. And like it goes off. Yes, it is riotous. And the Union soldiers come on in and uh, they start shooting the fuck out of these rioters. And you know what I said when they shot these rioters? Mm. Good. These racist pieces of shit get shot to death by Union soldiers. And I fucking cheered as each one of them were getting fucking murdered by these soldiers. Mm. I said, thank fucking God. So That was the scene that made me Google this. Because yes. normally I don't Google shit. I'm yeah. just like, I'll just we'll get to all that. But when, when they shot at, I was just like, did this fucking happen? Dude. Dude, and so that's one thing. And then the Navy starts unloading cannonballs onto the city. And at this point, the um, 
Leo's crew, they get outside and there's like an elephant running down. The fucking, and there's, it's cool because there's like a news reporter reporting on all the things and they're like, P.T. Barnum's animals yeah. are broken loose or whatever, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And, um, there's been two black people hung in this area yeah, and then yeah. the rioters have taken over and set fires on them, blah, blah, blah. And Leo's out there. They're ready to fight. The natives come out. They're ready to fight and cannonballs just start hitting everything in that area. They just start lighting shit up. Pretty much everybody kind of abandons the fight at this point. They're like, we're getting the fuck out of yeah, here. We're not yeah. getting cannonballed. So, this um, is very different from 15 years ago. Yes, exactly. Very right. different fight. We do not have the ability to fight in this situation here. Because clearly the rioters didn't know about the five points right? Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, battle coming down the pipe. So the burning shit was more important. So uh, the, pretty much the only people left ready to fight is... Bill and uh, Leo, and they kind of go at it for a little bit, and eventually Leo, of course, gets the upper hand and uh, finishes Bill off. Mm-hmm. As they're just kind of looking, at, I mean, they're covered in ashes because all the fucking things getting blown up by cannonballs and whatnot. And uh, Leo sees a couple of his guys like running after the fucking Union soldiers to try to fight them. <laughs> they just get shot the fuck to death, and uh, everybody's ch- kind of just getting fucked up here. And they end, but w- with the end of this day um the riots are quelled too so they're just kind of put down by while uh, while this is all going down jen was trying to get away and she gets jumped by a couple guys Mm -hmm. and they beat the shit out of her and then uh, some woman tries to knife her and she shoots that woman and they Mm -hmm. kind of back off of her from there and so she doesn't get to get away uh from new york at that point and uh they kind of just start to mass bury all the people that fucking died from this riot and all this shit and tweet makes a comment like fucking ridiculous we're burying a lot of votes down here today like I want everybody that comes off the boats to have like a hot meal, dude. Yeah, we are burying a lot of boats today. <laughs> We're burying a lot like, of boats. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, and then so we get a scene of Leo, uh, and he buries uh, Bill next to uh, where his dad is buried, kind of by the harbor and whatnot. And um, he kind of makes a comment that I always think about myself, and he's like, uh, you know, hundred years from now, they're not even going to know we were ever here, and you know, we built this city and whatnot, and mm-hmm. won't even matter in a hundred fucking years, and. That's the end of the film. And, and then kinda, there's like a, li- a weird time lapse. Yeah. Where you, see, where you sh- see New York kind of sh- Right. Up yeah. to today. And uh, of course, well, unfortunately, yeah. the. Uh, yeah. Up until Twin 2001. Towers. Because yes. the, the. Twin the, Towers yeah, are the Twin in, towers in the, are in the still film there. and whatnot. So. And it's just kind of a montage of how New York changed. Whatever. Kind of cool little scene, actually. I, yeah. I kind of like that because yeah. it shows the differences. All right. So that was Gangs of New York. So. Before we get into the little uh, intricacies of um, behind, behind the scenes, because I definitely want to dive into that, yeah. would you recommend this movie? Uh, you know, from from everything that we were just talking about, you might actually get the uh, the the um, impression that I liked this movie, but I fucking sure. did not like this movie. Okay, so I think that this movie it was just made at the wrong time in history. I think that it just was made too early, maybe. The movie was, like, poorly written and poorly paced. I loved the the stuff that was, like, that it was trying to say. But I it felt like, you know what it felt like? It felt like Batman Forever. Okay. Batman and Robin, you know, that kind of. It just felt like... Um, like Joel Schumacher made it. Oh instead of instead God. of instead of Martin Scorsese, you know? Like it just had this very how many, cartoony uh, How many uh, awards has Joel Schumacher? <laughs> None for, for good reason. Interesting. <laughs> I I think This that, is up for 10, so that's what I was just wondering. Yeah, no, I think that this movie had like the it, it just uh, like I said, it was just made in a way that kind of made it seem cartoony. 
I couldn't take it seriously the whole time. I couldn't take anything seriously this whole time. Like I, I liked, like I said, I liked what it was saying, but everything mm-hmm. about it just kind of rang theater production to me. You okay. know? Okay. I had forgotten that it was a Scorsese movie until sure, sure. until uh, it was done, and I was just like, "Oh fuck, Martin Scorsese made this movie." Mm. And then thinking back, I was just like, "Okay, I can see where like some elements of his directing kind of were." But there's just a lot of this movie that rang just so silly to me, yeah. And so I, I just couldn't get into it. Everything, the mood, the song, the music, um, the the I don't know, the set pieces, everything just seemed kind of cartoony. And it went on so long, fucking three hours, man. Like there was a like I said, there was a lot of elements of this movie that I really enjoyed. Uh, I liked the story of it. I think done better and more concisely, uh, more realistically, this movie would be fucking great. But there was just too much of it that was just like late nineties, you know, and it yeah. and it affected me in a way that I didn't <clears throat> yeah. like. And 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 that'll happen, I think, because um, I'm I'm more used to modern sensibility in movies. Most of my movie going experience happened after two thousand one. Sure. And so, uh, you know, like I grew up with movies like uh, like Batman, you know, the Christopher Nolan's Batman. Sure, of course. Um, or Batman Begins, I mean, and 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 movies that came out after that. This like super hyper gritty realism yeah. is the is the is where I was like I was twelve. Identity, all that type of shit. Yeah, exactly. I was I was twelve years old when nine eleven happened, and yeah. so the majority of me like growing up watching adult movies happened post nine eleven. Sure. And so I've I grew up with very realistic movies, movies that were focused on hyper realism, mm. uh, movies where. When difficult stuff was happening, there wasn't music playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. And definitely not like lighthearted, fun music. It was, you know, serious stuff. Sure. And so this movie had this like air of wanting to be serious. And then there was just something that was just not serious about it. And on top of that, how long it was. There's so much this movie that I was just like, dude, you could have cut all of this out and it would have been better for it. And so, yeah, man, I wouldn't recommend this movie. I, I think that this movie. I don't know that any other... I, I wouldn't say this movie's been done better by somebody else. Um, I think that this movie had a lot to say and it had a really good, important thing to say. I almost just wish that somebody would redo this. You know, like Interesting. Give me, give me this same event, uh, but but give it to me a little bit more serious. Because there was so much seriousness to be said here. Like A lot of the conversation that we got into just now was, I think, good conversation sure, about sure. the realities of the... The everlasting uh, perpetuation of racism and arbitrary hate, you know, in the United States, and how in, like ingrained it is in our yeah, country. Yeah. And I think that that's like an important thing to make a movie about. I think that that's that's great. That's dope. I just think that the execution of this movie was so mm. like I can't I couldn't take it seriously. Sure, sure. I think maybe if I saw it before nine eleven, like if I was an adult and saw it before nine yeah. eleven, I would have th- probably been affected uh, by it differently than now. Uh, but you know, mm. I think it it the the it, air of its era kind of just stuck with me too much i got you i got you um for me uh like this would be an instant recommend to anybody i have some problems with the film um i saw this in theater opening night okay so i remember quite well and (laughs) yeah yeah, i guess that makes sense um i had a problem with the action even in 2002 man when i saw this live um because like dude uh, I had already seen like Lord of the Rings, man. And I think Two Towers came out before this film. So like I've seen good action, man. And I remember in the first time seeing this thinking that beginning fight was just bad, man. I was like, this fight is terrible, man. Like, how is this filmed? And 
I I definitely had some problems. Is there other Scorsese movies where there's big fights like this? No, uh, this is the only one that he's done. I mean, no. Usually, there's one off person beating the shit out of each yeah, other or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. exactly. So, and, and like in a lot of his movies, when people are getting the shit beat out of them, uh, it's very uncomfortable. Right. Like one right. of the most uncomfortable scenes in cinema for me are where they're stabbing Billy Bats. Sure. sure. Like that to me always just like oh, okay, there's it some makes you want to fucking you haven't seen Casino time. either. No, because oh, there's some interesting yeah. scenes in Casino like that that are poof, rough. Rough. But, yeah. For sure. Um, so like that. This was so like I don't know. It just kind of whimsical. Had like a, yeah. Yeah. It, it almost kind of felt like, dude, you're like a serious. It dude. should have been much more brutal. Yeah. And like, here's the thing though. To me, this is a movie. Like a like a American King Arthur tale. That's kind of like how I looked at this film. Like this is like a Broadway style production put on film, and there was a lot of that in the late nineties to yeah, early two thousands. That's how and it whatnot. felt. So it felt like a like a stage play. Almost. I am happy for as much as I like this movie. I'm happy Weinstein kind of got his way because originally, if I remember correctly, this is gonna be like a three and a half hour movie, dude. And Weinstein forced it to two hours and 45 minutes. Sure, and yeah. Scorsese was really upset about that. And people were like, well, is there going to be a director's cut? This and that, blah, 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 blah. And he's just like, nope, this is the movie, right? Yeah, like, yeah. this is what it's going to be. I'm glad that there wasn't. Because if yeah. you would have made me watch a three and a half hour version of this movie, no, man. I'd have been like, dude, I, please no. The characters are so cool to me. Um, the, uh, and I agree. Well, kind of. I like Liam Neeson's character a lot. Okay. Monk's character was almost there. Okay. Uh, and Bill was phenomenal. Yeah. But I didn't like Leo's character. And I, I thought Leo's like fine. Either. He's young. Johnny, I thought, was okay. Uh, the only person I didn't love was Cameron Diaz, actually. Yeah, I thought she I was kind of like, rough. Yeah. But um, just they should have had a different actor for that part, I think. Sure. Overall, like the set design, the look of everything, the fucking, like, I really feel like I'm in 1800s New York when I watch this yeah, movie and whatnot. So I, I love the shit out of that. And um, overall, like, is this, is this a movie that I would be like, uh, you know what? I, I, so the problem with Leo is probably not that Leo is bad. It's that Bill is so good, you need somebody better to be across from Bill. And now Leo nowadays could do that because Leo's so much more of an actor at this point in time. But Leo in 2000, when this was filmed, was not that guy. Just yet, not at know? that level yet. No, he was yeah. definitely not at that level. Now, now Nobody I think like one, in that movie was at the level of performance that Daniel Day-Lewis Right. I, I totally agree with that. And you would need somebody, and I'm trying to think of like someone who is like, of that level in the year 2000, it would have had to been like some foreign actor, like maybe like a, you know, uh, uh, Vigo Morganson or something like that. He was way too old at that point, but somebody that was like established and a good young actor. And I think Leo was not a great young actor. I think he became a great actor with time, but I didn't think he was great when he was young. And I'm not sure he plays this role specifically. Yeah, well. there was just something not very compelling about yeah. his character. That's so you know it's funny that you bring up the story. If one of my complaints is the story actually. Like I just if if I, it had something to say. I just didn't yeah. think it said it well. I'm talking more about the story of like Leo and like no, but even that, that shit. Yeah. even that like understanding understanding a relationship yeah. based on admiration. This is why you I, know there's something yeah. there to it. I feel very much like the reason I say that this is like like a King Arthur or something, almost like a Beowulf tale, you know, like this whole like thing. When going Monk on. said uh, that's very Shakespearean, yeah, 
I immediately thought, oh, is there like a Shakespeare story about this? Yeah, like like yeah, there yeah. must be. You yeah, know? yeah, or like yeah. I don't exactly. know much Shakespeare, Roman but like today, is like yeah. Macbeth or something about right, something right. like this. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So overall, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Not the greatest movie that we've watched, but I definitely did enjoy it. So let's get behind the scenes. You hit me first with your behind the scenes stuff, and then I'll start dropping some. So shit. the only in behind the scenes because I like I don't usually look up anything because right, you this know, is my, usually my role. yeah, this yeah. is the thing that you do. But like when they were firing on the people during yeah. the riots, I, yeah. mean, I was just like, "What the fuck, dude? Are like, you kidding this, me? This, this actually happened? fucking yeah. happened." And like, kind of. Yeah. Now they never blasted. The there was no fucking, navy there. Yeah, there, was there was no was navy. No navy. Yep. Yep. Uh, but then I kind of looked into. Um, you know, like just how real, like just lawless gangs existed. Yeah, and like, yeah, there were. I think you said this earlier in the podcast. Two hundred gang wars. Yeah, in, yeah, over the course of like four years. Yeah, yeah. Was I was crazy. blown the fuck away. I'm like, dude, fuck New York at that time. Bro, I would not have liked New York at that time, bro. New York was a shithole. Until like 1990, dude. Like it was a shithole in the 70s, in the 1970s. Sure. It was literally, you should, there's a, there's a show on um, Netflix yeah. called like Taking Down the Mob or some shit like sure. that. Check it out. It's all sure. about 1970s New York. Yeah. And like people would not go to New York because literally everything was run by the mob. Like yeah. they ran every union, every, you didn't do shit. And like people get murdered all over the fucking place. It was like Rudy Giuliani taking down the mob and like re like doing New York to become this great place. But like Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, well, uh, isn't that what his name is? Yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Like you, oh, you didn't Trump's know lawyer. Yeah. You didn't know this. What? Rudy Giuliani was the man who took down the mob. That's how he got his start. What? Yeah, yeah. So before he was the Four Seasons vet, um, <laughs> he got his start basically as a uh, attorney. Yeah, uh, he was like the. I knew he was an attorney. I yeah. forgot the. I forgot what they call that, but the New York attorney, person. district attorney. No, more than that. Like the uh, there's a special name for it. Sure. I, I, I forgot what it's actually called. Yeah. But like um, the attorney he was, general uh, of like New York, some bullshit like that, sure, right? Yeah. He was the person who like changed rico to be what we know it is now no and way. to like target the what's, mob. This, what's this thing called going after the mob or taking down some the mob like or that. some shit what's like that on yeah. netflix netflix yeah I'll absolutely it and it's all about how they targeted each individual um boss my yeah. family boss and like how they took him down and and who they got to talk and this and that blah yeah. blah blah and like it was all rudy giuliani sure. just putting everything together that's, that's how he became the mayor because huh. running off the back of cleaning up new york and yeah, shit right wow, and he yeah. did that so successfully so he was like dude i forget you're because you're a bit younger than me yeah and I was 21 when 9-11 happened, and you were only 13. Yeah. Rudy well, Giuliani was, like, the hero of 9-11. Sure, and yeah. uh, he was I do the, remember that. He was I remember, the one who, like, That's how I knew him. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, he was, like, a very respectful dude before he got twisted up with Donald Trump later on in his life and yeah. just sold out for money. But well, um, sure. he – so there was definitely a time when New York was, like, a legit – decent place as well like in like the 1940s and stuff like that you know when like everything was like kind of soothed over after world war ii and even like in the in wasn't like, the mob going since like the 20s though yeah no but like it definitely didn't have the like the 
like glory days of the mob was the 1970s into the 80s okay in the 1920s there was definitely mob in like the 1910s 20s 30s yeah but like isn't the 50s like the the where the godfather takes place i thought that was like that was completely fake though man. yeah yes the godfather I mean, is completely fake but like like lucky luciano you know who that is right no oh lucky luciano is like one of the most famous mobsters of all time yeah. he, he's he ran new york in like the like 30s okay okay when like al capone ran chicago sure, yeah. he was like he like you you probably know more about al capone because you're from the midwest yeah, yeah. but like he was easily equal to if not greater than al capone and shit. Okay, so yeah. but from new york he was so powerful that they in world war ii they came to him he was already in jail and everything like that they yeah. came to him and asked him to work out things with like the unions and the shipping yards and stuff like that to help protect like boats and whatnot and ultimately like, now of course this is all like the government doesn't like admit to any of this uh-huh. and shit like that yeah, but like they, they like he organized this is all again supposedly yeah. he organized like to help landing in Italy and stuff like that it's when wild. they invaded Italy. Yeah. That's why they released him and kicked him and they deported him to Italy after his like help in World War II and shit yeah, like that. That's so funny. that's supposedly, and sure. they were like, because like the unions that were controlled by the fucking Italian mob and stuff like that controlled like the docks. So yeah. like they were like, they would look out for like, possible germans and stuff like that that would be trying to get onto the docks and shit and fuck up things again now this could all be urban legend and shit like that but this is all you're saying you're saying that like that none of the mobster shit was going on in the 40s yeah absolutely bro like like it was definitely a thing okay like but like we're talking about remember the mob really got a lot of power because of like bootlegging and shit and like you know illegal illegal alcohol and whatnot when that ended prohibition ended like they had to readjust and redo their thing and then they got like heroin and shit like that and whatnot but like the godfather and stuff like that is completely make-believe like that is completely fabricated yes like i mean i don't think that anybody like uh vita corleone existed but like there weren't like big mafia families in new york around this time ridiculous mafia families but in the 1960s 70s and 80s not in the 40s no definitely not in the 40s but like uh in the 20s they were powerful as well yeah absolutely because that's when like the roaring 20s and all that stuff so it abated for a little while yeah absolutely and then they like kind of still they were still around but kind of went underground and whatnot and mm-hmm. were smaller again and then they like but yeah so like what ended up happening was okay again i don't know everything about the mob but i know a decent amount about the mob so if some like mo- like mob pro that like studied every, like you know knows as much about the mob as i know about 40k comes yeah. on our fucking <laughs> podcast and like you're technically you're wrong um, hey by the way if you're out there mob yeah. guy uh yeah mention in the comments I, absolutely I, I'd, I'd love to see i'd love to know, know more yeah. but from what i understand is after like the busting of like Lu- luciano and all these other people like they all like broke off into smaller gangs and whatnot and cr- controlled smaller points of turf and that's why eventually the five families became a thing and whatnot and the um they started organizing it more properly so you didn't have these like little warring street gangs and whatnot you had five unique families doing their thing now of course to law enforcement they knew none of this shit they they thought like there was this gang here this gang here they had no idea that there was like this huge family structure like a ceo and shit like the fucking enormous hierarchy absolutely like and so what would happen would be you would bust people on the street that were dealing drugs and whatnot which means fucking nothing because you're not taking down the top and you'd have you 
you'd basically have street workers. Then you would have like um, a dude that would like, I forgot the name of them. There were soldiers, then a guy above the soldiers that kind of did that. Then a capo above that. Then like a guy above that. And then the boss above that. So like you had multiple layers sure, of people yeah. that, and so eventually what, what took down the mob is that they used Rico. So if a street soldier did something, you could bust all the way up to the top because he was part of an organization that every single person was guilty for every single crime everyone else did in the organization, which is, in my opinion, I know it's been used to like bust mobsters and shit like that, but unconstitutional as fuck because it's basically saying if I associate with you, Mm -hmm. you can hold me accountable for something someone else does. So it's a little touch and go. Overstate, overreaching. I mean, like... But where do you stop? I don't know, it, but, but yeah, I mean, if we wouldn't have had that, we'd still have the mob. Not only would we still have the mob, but you think about people like Charles Manson. Okay, Charles Manson never killed anybody. Yeah. Okay, he just led a family, and that family went and killed people. But now, here's the thing: would that family, would those members of that Manson family, kill those people if it wasn't for Charlie Manson? No, definitely not. Right. I mean, so that's like the kind of the, you know, how far do we go with this? But that's it's. It's definitely been abused. And then you have a fucking idiot like a Donald Trump who like, I've been persecuted by these fucking, like, dude, no, you weren't. Because like, we bust bad guys usually with this type of shit. So a little bit more, uh, I'm sorry, on the backstory, we've gotten really into the fucking weeds here. (laughs) But um, a few things are very hyped up here, okay? The, The riots. The riots were a longer period of time. It, it took longer for this. They didn't just roll out the fucking yeah. Union soldiers the day that it happened sure, or whatever. Yeah. It was like a week-long thing, okay? And the death is very much overstated in the film that they caused and whatnot. Sure. Not not to the Union soldiers, because the, they absolutely shot the fuck out of the rioters to disperse the mob. Yeah. But, like, the people getting killed were much less. I think, like, I read, like, eight black people yes. were killed or yeah, something like that. And it was yeah. just, like, you know, a couple people were killed here and there and whatnot. And the funny thing, though, is, like, you brought this up earlier how about how the Irish were, like, compared to the black people. The black people were specifically being targeted by Irish people. And isn't that funny how, like, how it works, yeah. right? Because well, like, there's a very famous presidential quote somebody said. I can't remember who it was, but they were just, like, if you give... It was brought up in this movie. Yeah. We can always pay half the poor to kill the other half. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, sorry. for sure that. But uh, there's a quote that was just like, um, if you make a person believe that uh, that they're better than somebody else, dude, they'll like some shit. Like, uh, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, no problem, man. So um, I want to talk about something. A few weeks back, we talked about language. And specifically, there's a Kovian language and whatnot. And I'm not going to get into those weeds again with the Dothraki and whatnot. But I am going to bring up in this movie something I didn't even notice on the first watch and even in the second watch I started to notice it a little bit more but like then I when I was looking at the behind the scenes each street gang had its own uh dialect that it used in this and they specifically made each street gang to sound slightly different so they would be you know able to stand out and like the natives specifically they went with like they they did all kinds of research on how like people talked and what what uh vowels they use more often what kinds and they came to the conclusion basically that like most 19 uh, or 1800s New York people would basically sound like a 1970s cabbie, like like how cabbies became sure. like you know, yeah, that yeah. was basically that's where Bill the Butcher's whole like thing kind of comes from and whatnot. So that's that was kind of unique, and I, I kind of enjoyed that. Uh, Bill the Butcher is based on a real person named William Poole. Now 
the thing is, uh, who was nicknamed Bill the Butcher? He was nowhere near what this dude was. Now, he was absolutely a street gang member. He dabbled in politics. He ran things and whatnot. He even had like a feud with, with, he was the leader of a natives gang. He had a feud with the dead rabbits, which were a real thing and whatnot. The, one of the big differences, though, is he died much earlier than what Bill did in this film. He died like in, I think he was 30 some years old, and it was like the 1855 or 1856. He died before the Civil War even happened. Uh, basically, he was shot by the son of a guy who he killed or supposedly killed and whatnot. So it was kind of a revenge kill. So that's kind of where this whole thing got inspired by, but he was much, much more small time than the bill that we uh, come to know in this. By the way, it was a Lyndon B. Johnson quote. Oh, sure. The quote is, I'll tell you what's at the bottom of it. If you can convince the lowest white man that he's better than the best colored man, he won't notice you picking his pocket. Hell, give him somebody to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. Which, you know. You know, Lyndon B. Johnson, he's a he's a controversial figure, of yeah. course, you know, because yeah. he did that he did some racist shit in his early life and then of course later on he signed the uh civil rights bill and stuff of that nature so lyndon b johnson is an interesting character so yeah um, but i think that that's true you know like um you know the irishmen um were looked down on yeah they were compared to other people so they're just like no fuck that instead of fighting their oppressors rather than ganging up with those people and being like but that's what they've always done right to the poor because because if if Poor Irish immigrants realize they're the same as poor Italian immigrants and realize they're the same as yeah. black freed slaves. And that, those three gang together. Three, that group of three is much bigger than what we got. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. But why do it's that? Dangerous. Yeah, no doubt, man. So this movie, uh, Scorsese, this movie was one of Scorsese's very early projects. Um, he grew up in Little Italy. Yeah, didn't he, it take him a long time? Well, to, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to get to. He grew up in Little Italy, and um, he was, at the time when he grew up, it was completely Italian. Like, the entire town was Italian, hence Little Italy. It's one of the boroughs. Uh, and he'd see tombstones of people from the 1800s that weren't were clearly not Italian people. Sure, yeah. And he wondered, like, there was this entire like civilization of people that were here before we ever came here and whatnot. And uh, so he started looking into that and um, he kind of wondered what things looked like and whatnot before. And so he started coming up with the idea for this movie in 1970. Okay. And he got the rights for the movie in 1979 and it took him till 2000 to actually make this film. So it's funny to me that like this stuff all before Goodfellas or Casino or any of that other gang stuff, he wanted to do this gang movie. And it's kind of interesting to me. But he had to get his credit, you know, and build up to what he could do. Um, everything was filmed for the most part in Italy. And they created miles of this old school style New York. They looked up what from paintings, basically, and picture, and not obviously not pictures, uh, uh, paintings and drawings and stuff of what the houses looked like and everything. And they just made blocks upon blocks upon blocks of this New York landscape. And that's wild. Yeah, man. But that's. That's kind of what you did back in the day, right? You know, and the one disappointing thing about this film, of course, is I mean, it cost a hundred million dollars to make this movie in two thousand. Yes, that's what movies cost these days. Yes, that's fucking. Crazy. And the the flip to that though is, of course, it only made two hundred million dollars. Now that's that's money. You I made mean, money. Yeah. You doubled up. But, like, but if you if you add your cost of production plus your cost yeah. of marketing, you're probably up like fifty million dollars. Exactly, dude. Yeah, if so. even fuck. So yeah, it's. It's probably one of Scorsese's le- 
less financially Probably, successful yeah, films, sure. but uh, I would have to look it up exactly. But I, I didn't do that. I mean, it was up for some Oscars, you know. Yeah, but that's the thing is, I mean, ten, bro. Yeah. So I, like, I think it had the most nominations that year and yeah. whatnot. So it was, yeah, that's wild. It was a big deal, man. But I mean, it was all big by set design and like sound design and all that type of shit and film of the year, obviously. And Daniel Day Lewis was up for you know uh, uh, the year yeah. and whatnot. So. Overall, man, uh, I'm sorry you didn't like the movie, man. I, I uh, no, I mean it's you know I'm glad that I watched it. I'm it, it's uh, like I said, it's a movie I think that that had a lot to say, and I and I loved what it made me think about. Sure, it just wasn't very entertaining. Yeah. You know, like it had great subtext. There was a lot of substance to it. It just wasn't done as well as you know, like a like a movie that I would consider a good movie. I wasn't done to that. Uh, to that level, and yeah. I think that it really is just a, a newer sensibility that's yeah. just seeing. That. I could see what you mean. Like I could see this movie being redone and being really good. I don't know who you would have to be, Bill the Butcher, like, cause or you, who would direct it even. Yeah, well, Scorsese again. Clearly. Yeah, you think? But, he, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, why not? Sure. You know? If he just redid it, I don't. I, I don't know. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm. I'm sure he feels that this movie was, you know, yeah. what it, what he wanted. It's the, so. Yeah, it's the movie he made. You exactly. Know? And, he, so. and it, he clearly had experience making movies before he made this movie. You right. Know? Like yeah. this was not his first. For sure. No, yeah. he's he's well in at this yeah. point. He didn't have his Oscar yet, but he probably deserved it already. Yeah. So, yeah. all right, man. So, what do we got next on the docket, bro? Uh, next, uh... We're, oh, we're going into Easter films, right? Yeah. It's yeah. about to be Easter. Two weeks from now, we are doing Kingdom of Heaven. This is, uh, another 2000s Easter-style hit, very much, uh, in... We like doing our themes, bro, and this one is straight up, uh, <laughs> We like doing our themes. These are all Jason. I, I like him. dragging him into my themes. So, yeah, that is... It is what it is, man. I just... I find it fun. So, yeah, we're going with, uh, Kingdom of Heaven 2000... I can't remember the exact year. It's like 2002 or three or something like that. Sure. It was definitely after... Um, this is with uh, Orlando Bloom. Right? Yeah, Orlando yeah. Bloom's the main character. Liam Neeson, again, oh. is another character that's in it. Uh, he's one of the main characters. Ed Norton as well oh, and some really? other... There's going to be a lot of familiar faces in this sure, film. Yeah. And um, it's it's definitely interesting. And we'll be doing the director's cut as well because there's two cuts and the director's cut uh, is definitely a notch above the regular uh, cut in my opinion so sure. but you're into uh you're into crusade the crusades and stuff like that well so. I, i'm not a war guy and so no. I, I i vaguely know about the crusades i'm i'm very into religion yes and, and this is something that i know of because of uh how much i have liked religion growing yeah, up yeah so i know about the crusades but yeah. i don't know anything specific i just know that the crusades happen and vaguely yeah. what they were about yeah yeah and this is uh Ridley Scott, if I remember correctly. Too, oh, really? So, yeah, it, yeah. So it's uh, it's quite the movie, my man. And uh, I think you'll you'll get a bit of a kick out of it. There's some there's some just like this film. There's some really poignant things being said in sure, that film yeah. too that are just as uh, needed today. Interesting. As any, you know, it's it's funny it. today. We kind of um, you know like because our podcast is called Minorities Report, and that's yeah. just because I'm Hispanic and you're black. But yeah. like. It's so funny that, like, we never talk about racism or race stuff. Sure. Like, every now and then we'll say something where, yeah. like, we'll just, like, well, you know, that's how it happens. Yeah. But today we really went in. Like, I almost felt yeah. like we <laughs> today earned the... The minorities yeah, report. Yeah. yeah. We'll start doing some more. There's some more, too. Like, especially sure. as we get into, like, black film and stuff like that. We really should have, you know, it was my mistake. We should have done uh, some black films for Feb- in back in February when oh, we were doing movies sure. just because yeah. we could have uh, celebrated uh, black some black history yeah. with that. But we'll do them in another month instead, and we'll and we'll we'll give a nod to them yeah. from that point. So 
It's all good, man. So what you're going to basically do um, with with Kingdom of Heaven, especially because it's about the Crusades and whatnot, and you are uh, historically, uh, or did you grow up religious? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess. Okay. There's been a religion in my life. Okay. Yeah. I grew up uh, actually young, strict Catholic. Catholic, okay. yeah. yeah and sure, I was yeah. down with the cause, that's we, for we sure. We started Catholic and then moved into Methodist and then ended up... Uh, evangelical christian and then i was way out of that okay so here's what i would suggest yeah um because we're we both have ties to the catholic church sure go ahead and jump in your closet and get your crusading gear out yeah i you know your talbert and whatnot because sure. i still have my talbert when you go to uh, catholic church from when you were a kid you gain it you get a talbert and mm-hmm. it's what you take to war basically when you're going to go fight the muslims so what you're going to do is put those on and then that way when people are watching us next week live They'll see us in our our get-ups. I actually have one. I went as a crusader at some point in Halloween. You're going to see me in that live mix. (laughs) I know your walks. You're neither cold nor hot. So because you're lukewarm, I spew you from my mouth. You can build your filthy world without me. 